25, the milestone episode where we will learn that podcasting is in fact not like riding a bike because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Nope. We, it, it turns out we've been gone for like a month. The last episode you probably heard uh, was the Star Wars Force Awakens episode that we did at like 2 in the morning until 5 in the morning. Um, so here we are a month later, uh, taking some time off for the holidays. I had some um, personal issues in the family that kind of prevented me from doing uh, basically anything. Um, so we're back, and we've got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Yeah, um, I think first and foremost, we probably need to talk about a lot of dead people. Um, yeah. Since we recorded last, uh, we've lost uh, Lemmy Kilmister, David Bowie, and uh, Alan Rickman, all from cancer. So, uh, fuck cancer. A yep. lot. Um, I don't know, what... Let's let's start with Lemmy. Um, I, I I never grew up listening to a lot of Motorhead, but I, I kind of um, as as my musical taste progressed, um, I, I still didn't listen to much Motorhead, but I I definitely saw a lot of Lemmy's influence on a lot of modern artists and whatnot. And uh, Motorhead and Lemmy seem like one of those things that I just never got into for no good reason. Like I I could to- like it's totally something I picture myself you know being a diehard fan of. But I just never got into. But like, like you said, you know, the 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 big thing is he he's very influential. I think. Yeah, and and this is this is one thing that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. But if you've ever teased your hair and like rocked out to the song "Mama, I'm Coming Home" by Ozzy Osbourne, he he co-wrote that. Like Ozzy was stumped, couldn't figure out the main hook for the song, and and reached out to one of his good friends, who was Lemmy Kilmister, who like co-wrote the song with him. So, um, even if you've never listened to Motorhead, you've probably listen to something that lemmy's touched at some point yeah in time. now everybody's heard the ace of spades oh yeah everybody's definitely. heard that everybody who's played tony hawk pro skater that, that's what i was just about to bring up yeah <laughs> Which... like my experience with motorhead is <laughs> the ace of spades and tony hawk pro skater 2 <laughs> um and then obviously i'm a huge wwe fan and and motorhead has actually written uh two separate uh ring entrances for triple h and yeah. performed live at WrestleMania, I think at least once, if not more than that. So well, they're, they're probably not going to anymore. This is kind of pathetic, but the thing I think of is the Probot uh, collaboration they did. Uh, yeah, uh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, of course, did Probot, um, which was basically an excuse for Dave Grohl to just fuck around and do whatever the hell he wanted, which was a lot of metal with a lot of different people, more more, more or less. And uh, Lemmy was involved in that, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, David Bowie. David Bowie's gone too this week. I mean, again, shitty week, shitty week. Uh, yeah, um, Lemmy, Lemmy was a sad thing. David Bowie, though, um, I actually do listen to a fuck ton of David Bowie. So, David Bowie, yeah, um, not I, as much as newer stuff. Um, and when I say newer stuff, I mean like the last twenty years, maybe. I, I listen to many impressions of David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by one particular. Yes, and if you if you listen to Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Gardner and Kevin Smith, you also listen to an impression of of David Bowie. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, no, I, I listen to a lot of a lot of Bowie stuff from like early early Bowie up through like the eighties and shit. So yeah, the uh, I mean one of the most bittersweet parts of this, and I think one of the things that illustrates what kind of person David Bowie was he knew he was dying as he wrote and released his final album um, and was basically making it as like a, a farewell gift for the fans essentially. So did he not want to let us know? Because I, I sure as fuck didn't know he was about to die. No, I, I'm pretty sure it, it took pretty much everybody by surprise. Like, yeah. I, I think he was man. playing that one kind of close to the vest. Yeah. 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 Well, not it, that it matters now, but shit. Um, 
it, which is yeah like especially the when he did his last video that last video that just dropped um mm-hmm. he he totally knew at that point um my understanding is though that they actually found a whole shit ton of other music too that he was working on so that, that if he didn't die he was going to complete yeah more is he, is he like prince he's just got like fucking 50 albums <laughs> uh david bowie and this term gets thrown around pretty loosely a lot, but David Bowie musically was a genius, so it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if he had like hard drives full of shit that he's done Indeed. that nobody's ever heard. Yeah. So, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Hans Gruber. Uh, yeah. Fuck. The Sheriff of Nottingham. The Severus Snape. <clears throat> that character that I've never seen because he's in that movie that people tend to watch at Christmas that I don't ever watch. That's a fucking great movie. Die Hard. Love actually, that's Hans Gruber. Love, love actually. No. <laughs> yeah. just I mean, they're both uh, incredible Christmas movies for certain. Never, never watched. I've love never actually. watched Love Actually, either. which I should because it's got I, Andy Lincoln in it too. So I, I like it a lot. For I mean, as much as my my endorsement doesn't mean jack shit, <laughs> I it's it's kind of I don't know. It, it it gets me. I get it. You know, it's it's weird, ladies and gentlemen, because from the timbre of his voice, you'd assume that he has testicles, but. <laughs> no, no, I'm bawling my eyes out like a bitch right now. <laughs> oh, oh, we should mention that we have a special guest with us too. Bryce, Bryce is sitting in with us again this week. Yeah, he didn't recognize the sultry, dulcet tones. We are, we are Sans Sam, um, yeah. uh, which is you know not surprising because we're not doing a roundtable on a Star Wars, Star Wars thing, yeah. something. But if if you've been listening to like the last probably three episodes we released, that's that's uh, you know Bryce has been involved. So isn't that exact? I think that's probably what we forgot because it's not exactly like a new thing. Yeah. Did you guys hear, uh, by the way, the or see uh, the, the the last thing that Alan Rickman actually actually ever recorded about a month ago? No, it's when uh-uh. it came out. Saw it on the internet today on Reddit. Um, like you do. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, it's. I, I also have a Reddit story to tell about. He Rickman, basically so. does a a, uh, a voiceover narration of of a, a turtle eating a strawberry, um, which sounds brilliant and, because it's Alan Rickman. And well, it's it's you know it's it's about watching the video for it to go viral because the page views are gonna supposedly you know help kids or whatever. Um, but man, he he sounds really tired and kind of like he doesn't sound right. You know, like you can tell. Is it because he's a turtle though? No, no, he's not a turtle. He's saying, "Look at this turtle." Oh, my name is Alan Rickman, and this is a terrible impression. And <laughs> look at this turtle. <laughs> No, I don't want to even try. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't have I don't have Should've a good Rickman on, on my hand. Yeah, I, I mean maybe as time goes by, I'll I'll get brave enough to to throw out my Rickman, but I, I think it's, it's too, too soon, soon at this point it's to really soon, butcher yeah. it. You know who could do yeah. an amazing Rickman though? Benedict Cumberbatch, because he already fucking sounds like the guy anyway. You know who else? Listen bit. to every interview with Benedict Cumberbatch ever, and then just close your eyes and pretend it's Professor Snape. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. Actually, <laughs> Cumberbatch could make a pretty Potter. good young Snape, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, the 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 Reddit thing I read about Rickman too, which uh, that is one of the things that's kind of fan. You know, the the silver lining, I, I guess, to you know somebody's death like like these guys is you start hearing a lot of cool shit about him. Um, <clears throat> But Rickman, apparently, um, Daniel Radcliffe did a, a little bit of a tribute. And one of the things that came out of in that that I never knew is that uh, uh, he's been going to basically everything Radcliffe's been in since, you know, uh, the first Harry Potter movie, essentially. So, like, he's going to all of his stage plays and stuff like that. And it, it, it's not, you know, 
it's Alan Rickman. It's not like a trivial thing. It's not like he doesn't have anything better to do or, you know, there's no way to fill his time or something like that. But he's just been going to show support, essentially. Um, or maybe he really, really enjoys Radcliffe's work. But I thought that was kind of cool. That Maybe he was a little gay for Radcliffe. There was, I, mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was weird because I, I, get the, I get the feeling that he really kind of took all of those kids from the Harry Potter movies kind of under his wing. Like I read a different story uh, earlier this week that was uh, Rupert Grant who played uh, Ron. Yeah. Um, I think it was when they were doing like the first movie uh, during the scene where they were in potions. I know what you're talking about. I read this one too. Yeah. He was, he was drawing a particularly mean picture (laughs) of Rickman and didn't realize he was behind him and shit. And then Rickman made him finish it and then he gave it to him and he said he still has it like had it up. Yeah, in his house. The, like. the the thing I saw was like one of those you know like four panels stitched together Tumblr pictures right. where the, mm. it, it's kind of Rupert Grant uh, explaining the, the situation and he goes I don't I don't know he took it I don't I, I don't know and and Rickman was being interviewed for something else and he says yeah I still have it I made him sign it you know like he's like I yeah. love it <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean that's you know realistically though um uh, you know obviously felt some sort of responsibility for the for the fame that these kids were gonna have but you know you look at Harry Potter, like those those three main actors are insanely famous, well known, popular, and they are also like they seem very well adjusted. They seem like they're just gonna kind of continue their careers and yeah. do their shit. And you don't hear any, you know, unlike a lot of youths and kids that become that famous. And like they're not shooting up on quickly. street corners and like driving their Lambos through their neighbor's yards and yeah, shit like exactly. that. Yeah, uh, like uh, um, Emma Watson's not out all low-handing it up, you know? Dude, mm-hmm. that, that chick is classy. Like, classy I got a big not. boner for her, like, which is kind of creepy, but at the same time, like, it's it's mainly she's because... of legal age, It's legal you. now, yeah, we're good. A, the accent, and B, like, she's just fucking, she oozes class. Like, she is a really classy dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there. Uh, yeah, I'll give that one to you. Like, it, pr- probably it's just because we're we're ignorant Americans and they're all British. Maybe. <laughs> no, she, no, she's she's she champions uh, for feminism and stuff like that. No, and, no, I I totally get what you're saying. The way she does it too is is really brave too because she's not championing like feminism like for just girls. Like she's not like she's approaching it as like why can't we just all be human beings and treat each other with respect because like, that's who we are and shit. Like, why does yeah. it have to be just girls? Like you can, you can apply feminism, feminism to boys too. And shit. like, you know, I, I like, I like how she, she approaches her shit. And like when 4chan threatened to like expose nude pictures of her and whatnot, if she didn't stop with the, with the feminist stuff, she was like, yeah, whatever. Like yeah. it just kept doing what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. See, but in my head, I was picturing when, when you were saying she's all classy and I was just picturing us, you know, because we're Americans and they've got a British accent and like just picturing the worst things. Like she's like, why don't you eat me asshole? And we're like, oh, <laughs> so classy. That's, yeah. That is a spot on accent. I need yeah. to hear that again. <laughs> come on. Come on, Eddie. One more uh, time. I'll, I'll throw it in there somewhere. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I was... hope we're gonna use that as a teaser at the beginning of the show. <laughs> like, I'm sure. I'm sure. The funniest if else... part is like she was born in fucking France too, so no, yeah, it's yeah. not like she's Cockney in any way. Yeah, me asshole, me asshole. Oi, what are you do? You eat me asshole? Spending too you? much time in my vagina. Yeah. Eat me asshole. <laughs> That's Australian, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a little. Uh, you went full Steve Irwin there at the I end. I did. Yeah, I did. It's because we were watching that Aussie League baseball game. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so right, yeah, we also lost Grizzly Adams this week, and Celine Dion's husband apparently. Oh, uh, uh, what? Um, yeah. Celine's- well, hey, I hear that her heart will go on anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's true. Hey, those are her words. <laughs> and in fairness, Grizzly Adams was like seventy something. So he was in the seventies, although he did so- die of fucking cancer, though. Yeah, I mean, it, like it's been a strong week for cancer. Well, yeah. I mean, eventually everybody gets cancer. So, yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You know, I don't think it used to be like that, though. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, if you die before cancer kills you, that doesn't mean you didn't have cancer. <laughs> yeah, and fuck, this is actually something that I realized, too. Like, everybody's always coming out, like, every two minutes with, uh, this new thing that you're doing, it causes cancer. Like, frying foods causes cancer. Like, everything causes cancer. Because living beyond the age of 50 also causes cancer. Yeah. So Life causes cancer, Liv- Living, essentially, period, causes cancer. It's just on what time scale, you know, you're looking at. Anywho, yeah. that's so, the depressing news for the week. Yeah, I think. big, big fucking sad week as far as well, a couple of weeks. I think the last time we did a show that wasn't about Star Wars, we also had to talk about Scott Weiland dying. Yep. So it's ah fuck. Yeah. You know though, like he, that's that's one that doesn't surprise you though. No, no, it like you know. in fact it. Here's the weird part, and I might have told this on the last show too, but I um, I'll I'll tell it again for Bryce's benefit. Um. Like, the week or two leading up to that happening, like, I'd been listening to a lot of STP because I was like, man, I haven't listened to a lot of music that I listened to when I was younger. And STP was a big deal back then. So I was listening to a whole bunch of it, and I was driving home from work one day, and I'm like, man, it's really weird, but he hasn't died yet. Like <laughs> You killed him, you asshole. You fucking did well, it. Because that was the thing. Like, Lane Staley, when Lane Staley went, it was like, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Surprise. everybody probably already assumed he he'd been dead a lot longer. They just hadn't found the body yet. Well, that that was actually kind of true because yeah, was like that's two what, weeks old. That's what happened. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, and then like a week or two later, like boom, it happened, and I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like he was putting out that same kind of content anymore. I mean, he did a little Velvet Revolver stuff, but uh, Staley hadn't put out new hadn't content for... in a long time, though. No, no, no I was talking. I wasn't talking about Lane. I was, I was talking uh, more to Scott Weiland, right there, yeah, right. No, so. I mean, I mean, he, but he was touring with a new band and shit like that, and and yeah. uh, um, Stuntable Pilots had officially fired him and hired. Did they actually hire Chester oh, Bennington? Or yeah, did Chester, Chester Bennington. Just do the EP with him. Uh, no, no, they no, did hire him. Okay. They did hire him. Uh, well, he's left the band, I think, since then because he had uh, more obligations with Lincoln Park mm-hmm. that he had to complete and stuff like that. But I don't know if that means he won't come back or or what. But yeah. that in itself, though, Stone Temple Pilots without Wyland, that's sort of like uh, Van Halen without you know. Um, Which one, Van Van Halen? <laughs> yeah, Van Halen versus Van Van Hagar. You know, like it's a it's a different thing. Or or Van Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're right, gonna talk some people. more about Star Wars. I mean I know we just got over our like nine hour Star Wars bender, but we gotta talk a little bit more about Star Wars because yeah. there's some cool shit and we mm. now we get we we've had some time to process. We've all seen the movie again. You seen the movie again? Indeed. Yeah. 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 Eddie and I actually wanted to do this a couple weeks ago, like fresh after having seen it the second time, but you know, shit happens and we couldn't do it. True story. Um, so now you're getting stuck listening to it now. Yeah. So there are going to be spoilers ahead. Um, it, it, one of the my favorite theories that I've read so far that I want to talk about a little bit is mm-hmm. definitely a pretty huge spoiler. So yeah. Uh, well, let's jump in. Like, so I'm just going to go through it. I'm not going to talk specifics. I just want to say that actually watching it the second time, I still like this movie just as much as I did after watching it the first time. Um, 
which is oh, yeah. a huge testament for me because a lot of I'm 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 a fickle bitch when it comes to movies and sometimes I see a movie and I'm like man that was really good and then I see it again I'm like yeah that could have been better oh I like I left the theater was like yeah Green Lantern wasn't that bad no Pretty, it was yeah. all right it was all right yeah that that movie that didn't age very well did don't, it? don't get me started <laughs> that movie gets progressively worse every time I watch it yeah <laughs> like, yep <laughs> might I remind you actually you actually ripped a copy for me and and no and, I didn't that's illegal I mean. Uh, you loaned you, him you the loaned DVD. me your copy of Green Lantern as if I might enjoy said movie. Meh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you have no excuses for yourself now. It's, uh, it's fine. Well, that, like Eddie, like the first time I watched it in the theater, like I was like, that wasn't bad. And plus it was, I watched the 3D version and there's a lot of shit in there for 3D mm-hmm. um, with all the constructs and stuff like that. Oh, so good, good. It's very pandering to 3D audiences. It, it was, and that's kind of what happened to me. I was pandered to. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then your brain starts working again and, and it just gets worse. But anyway, so I had the exact same reaction. Like I watched it the second time and I got home and my wife was like, so, you know, how was it? And I was like, still totally fucking awesome. Actually. Oh, hell yeah. Um, The the thing I noticed, I think the second time around is that there's even more, um, I guess, parallels to a new hope. But again, I didn't find that to be a bad thing, I think, especially in the particular case that we're at. So, yeah, I was talking to my wife and she basically, um, you know, asked me how the movie was. And I, I, I still found it absolutely fantastic uh, the second time around. Um, there was a lot of things that I think I noticed a little bit more the second time around. Um, well, I don't know if I even noticed it more so much as it was just, you know, pleasantly augmented, like uh, the whole Poe Dameron um I always think of that backwards. It's Poe Dameron, right? Not Dameron Poe. Yeah, yeah. Poe. Okay. Poe's Poe, Poe, Poe's the first name. Yeah. The first um, names are all like super simple and one syllable. Yeah. Monosyllabic, if you will. But uh, I noticed that, you know, the whole bromance between Poe and, and uh, um, Finn a lot more the second time around. Um, I noticed a little bit more apparently, you know, like everybody was kind of pissed off that uh, Phasma didn't get a lot of screen time because she was like supposed to be this series Boba Fett. But so far, she's this series Boba Fett. Like, go back and watch the original trilogy. Boba Fett had very, very little screen Boba time. Boba Fett's got like 15 minutes of screen time total. And most of the reason that everybody loves Boba Fett because he stood around half the time just looking badass, and then actually had one of the you know lamest deaths, you know, outros of the whole original trilogy. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think Phasma's time has yet to come as well. Like, yeah, I, think, I, I think definitely she's think we get see her, her in the next, next movie. movie for sure. Yeah, she'll be after Finn the whole time. Absolutely. Until, presumably in episode nine, they finally have a a big showdown. Yeah. So do we want to do the crazy fan theory part now? Because um, there's a, there's a few. Well. There's a few. There's a few. few. Let's, let's talk, talk the Snoke fan theory. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to start with, because this actually kind of plays into um, my my second viewing of it. Uh, so there's there's a pretty widespread theory right now that professor or professor <laughs> professor, <laughs> professor snoke, snoke. snoke. Um, played by alan rickman fuck <laughs> supreme leader snoke is uh is is in fact darth plagueis uh who if you uh, are familiar with your star wars history was um the emperor's master yeah uh originally um and there's a couple pieces of information that kind of uh lead to, lend to it which is one uh, the piece of music that's played uh, when you first see Snoke in Episode Seven is the same piece of music that's played during um, Episode Three, 
when Palpatine is is telling the story of Darth Plagueis to Anakin. Uh, and in, in fact, the name of that piece is, I think, The Tragedy of Darth Plagueis that John Williams wrote. Yeah, see, this right here alone almost just makes this canon for me. Like, I, I, I won't be... Sup- I'm a little... Um, first off, it's masterfully done, but I'm a little sad about the age we live in because I probably wouldn't have figured that out on my own. No, fuck no. It would have been something cool to go back and realize later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the internet, so somebody's already analyzed every fucking frame of this movie to death. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you getting the impression that that kind of tastes like soap, too? Mm, no. I actually really like it. Do you? I think you're probably tasting. So we're drinking a Citradelic from uh, New Belgium. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour it into a glass. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty tasty actually. Um, first off, I like um, I like citrus beers um, just in general. One of my favorites is actually Long Coast Tangerine. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a lighter beer, not not too hoppy. Kind of a good easy drinking summer beer. But anyway, th- this one's an uh, IPA, tangerine citrus IPA. IPA, tangerine IPA. Is it like a cilantro kind of soapy? I that if, a, a little is, bit maybe. There's a little thinking? bit of cilantro yeah. kind of a. Hmm. So I think a lot of people that don't like cilantro hmm. they think it's see it's better soapy like that. Oh, okay. I'm kind of breathe. I kind of taste. I'm kind of tasting fair. the rind a little bit. Is what? Yeah, I think it, it is. Feel. But but it's <laughs> is that it's as good mixing. As it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of mixes with the uh, the hops a little bit. I think that's what, probably what's giving that a little bit. Anyway, um, so yeah, the. The other piece for me, and I noticed this when I was actually watching it um, the second time, is right before the Han Solo uh, death scene when they're on that Whoa, like, spoilers that catwalk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, when when Han Solo is telling Ben that Snoke is using him and whatever, he says Supreme Leader Snoke is wise, and that's that was kind of Darth uh, Plagueis the wise. Yeah, that kind yeah. of that kind of seemed to me that it was a little bit of an homage anyway. So. Um, I don't know. Andy Serkis has actually gone on record as saying that that's not true, that Snoke isn't Darth Plagueis. But you I know mean, what you I guys think... could do, though? <clears throat> I bet you just invite John Williams on the podcast and be like, hey, dude, when you're composing <laughs> yeah. for, for Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah. Was, was this intentional or is this one of those like, eh, it was a long day. Fuck it. It all sounds the same just anyway, right? something in the can already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pick this one. Nobody watched this movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't think too much about his his music and his scores, I'm sure. So no, I mean, that's the that's the thing though. Is Andy Serkis saying that it's not true? I mean, I, of course, I don't think anybody at Lucasfilm slash Disney wants us to know for sure. Anyway, they're not going to confirm it. I yeah. mean, there, plenty of people already guessed. Like the the you know the, one of the big things was Han's death. Plenty of people already guessed Han's death in in the the movie. Um, but it's not like Disney's going to come out and be like, yep, you got it, buddy. Except for Sam. Oh, Thanks Sam. for ruining the movie for everybody. Sam's big prediction was that Chewie was going to die. <clears throat> yeah, he was like no, half right. Way too many, uh, way too many toy sales from Chewie. Yeah, that's true. They're not selling a whole lot of the uh, Han Solo vests for and Christmas I mean, this year. I mean, Peter Mayhew isn't like, man, I wish you guys had killed my character off already. <laughs> yeah. Peter Mayhew like, lumbers around like he's half dead these days anyway. I know. That's that's well, that actually guy. that's actually one of the things that I appreciated more about the movie on the second watching um, is that uh, they're they're uh, you know when they said they were bringing the old cast back I pictured like cameo sort of like they're in the movie for five minutes and that was true a little bit for like Leia and you know a couple of the other characters but Luke um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Luke Luke you know Luke Luke's is obviously uh, um, 
plot driven, but I would, yeah, you could call it a cameo too. Um, I, I think the best thing they could have done and they totally dropped the ball on this and I don't mean to interrupt, but that whole end scene where she's walking up and he turns around and like pulls back his hood, he should have said, well, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My my favorite picture that circulates around on this particular one is that uh, we're gonna have um, Ray riding Luke's back, doing flips and shit, <laughs> like or other way around. Train you the riding, only way riding, riding on on Ray's back. Yeah, yeah. this is how I learned you fucking how. do it too. <laughs> only she's hitting his head on rocks when she does flips because he's twice her size. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, it's Mark Hamill. He's not twice anybody's size, but still. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, this is the thing. that guy the son of Vader? Twice Yoda size. <laughs> well, how's Vader, Vader? Anakin's like four feet shorter than Vader is. Yeah. Somebody actually, first off, for every single shitty thing there is about Star Wars that's an obvious plot hole or oversight, somebody's come up with a plausible fan theory for why that is. So I read that today earlier, which was, you know, well, Vader is half machine and they must have lengthened his legs and they have to have all those apparatus and all that shit on him. So that's why he's, you know, twice Anakin's his, size. His legs are six, six inches longer because they had to add extra breathing tube somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they cut those off anyway, and he was like, you know what would be cool? If I could dunk. Can I be um, taller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't tell. He's actually wearing, like, lifts in his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. It never comes on the screen. Those are just platforms. No, <laughs> no. But, uh, no, black I really appreciated Vader. the, I really appreciate, well, he's super black, so that makes yeah, sense. I know, exactly. Uh, I really appreciated the second time around that th- this actually is a Han Solo movie. Like, this, oh, yeah. this is very much a Han Solo movie. I I love the way that they they did that. If they were gonna have the character die, um, the way that they did, having it be sort of a rough cameo would have been pretty shitty. I think, um, you, you know, and I think that the death would have resonated with the fans, but it would have been um, cheapened in a way. Uh, whereas I really liked how that they had this movie, you know, be very Han Solo driven um, and, and very, you know, much about that character. Uh, and you really kind of gave him a fitting send off, I think. I'll tell you what I think. I think that this last trilogy, in turn, like each one of the movies is kind of kind of focus on one of the main characters from the original trilogy. Like this is obviously Han's movie. I think one of those other movies is going to be more focused towards Leia and then one for Luke. I don't know if they, I don't think they're going to kill him off. I don't, I don't know that we get a movie that's necessarily focused on Leia at this point because I don't think it serves to to move the story along. I definitely think the next episode is going to be more Luke oriented for sure. Oh, it's got to be. Though. You like you we don't know where Ray came from. You know, there's there's a lot okay, of so unanswered questions that might involve Leia that you Now we go into that theory. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't so have to whisper. I read this thing Fine. that's that's not my it's this is not my theory. I read it on Cora. We'll put it on the show notes if you want to go see the guy who actually um at least related it on the internet to me, you know, completely by um with no relation or, or knowledge previously. Um I, I read this theory and I thought it's actually pretty good and for a couple of reasons, which the first part of it, when I first heard it, I was like, No, that's bullshit and then as I kept reading, I was like, No, okay, yeah. That actually makes some that makes some sense. Um, so, in Empire, um, Luke loses his hand. That's pretty much, you know, everybody knows Luke loses his hand. Lightsaber falls off the, the side, and, and obviously it shows up in The Force Awakens. So it didn't fall into the, you know, gas dry in a Bespin, which means that there's a very good likelihood that Luke's hand was recovered as well. So, we've already got a well-established um, um, cloning system in the Star Wars universe, so one of the theories is that um, Ray is in some way de- derived as a clone of some sort from 
uh, Luke's hand. So the reason that this theory didn't immediately, like, first off, the when I first heard it, I was like, well, that's that's a little bullshitty for, you know, a Star Wars movie. It seems a little too, you know, that my like, that's more Star Trek to me. But um, one of the things that made a little bit more sense as I was reading that, it, well, actually, go read the theory because he does a lot better job explaining it than I did it on the, on the page anyway. But, you know, like when she flashes back, so when she picks up the lightsaber, which she shouldn't really have any affinity for whatsoever, unless... She has some sort of, you know, um, uh, genetic memory. Um, she flashes back to the hallway um, um, in Bespin, uh, where Luke loses the hand. There's a couple of other things like that 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 at least gives some sort of strong credence to the theory, or at least that that I went from, oh my god, that's bullshit, to oh no, that that's pretty plausible, or at least as plausible as any of the other fan theories. Like she's, you know, secret twin of Kylo or she's actually Luke's daughter or something like that. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that might be a little bit more, uh, and this is, this is going to sound crass toward Lucasfilm and, and the writers and stuff like that. And that's not how I mean it at all. But like, that's a little bit more convoluted than what we're normally no, used to seeing. Th- that's why I'm, I'm, all of these things either to me all the theories so far about Ray's parentage either seem too convoluted or too like duh like right. like a yeah. little bit too on the nose like you know like the prequels really fuck this up because Skywalker being Vader's son makes a lot more sense if you forget about the part in the prequels uh where they put him on the same planet that Anakin grew up on with his aunt and uncle and somehow Vader never thinks to go looking at them. Like he's never on like space Facebook and just checking out posts from Baru and Owen, you know, like that kind of shit. Like, so, uh, yeah, well, and that's, that's the thing is like the empire and Vader, like literally sanitized the galaxy of force users for the most part. And even though Palpatine told Vader that, she died before she gave birth. Yeah. He still knew the truth himself. Like he knew that Padme didn't die when he said she did and whatnot. So Palpatine would have sent somebody to go investigate what was going on and shit like that, whether Vader knew about it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that, that part's kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, the, the, I don't know the theory of her being a clone from Luke's hand that a bit smacks of, like prequel trilogy kind of convoluted to me. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing and I still kind of think the same thing that they were just in a, a, um, like probably the thing is that the, the guy who wrote the theory is a better writer than, than, uh, a lot of, you know, like the prequel trilogy. George Lucas. That, yeah. And, and that like, it, <laughs> okay. it was at least plausible because yeah. I, I think I had heard that theory before and I immediately dismissed it as exactly like it's too convoluted. Um, but when I read it, when I read it here, or read this, you know, and some of the parallels you draw drew in the force awakens, it seemed, uh, plausible. But like I said, none of the theories that I've heard so far, I particularly like, like, if he's a twin, if he's Kylo's twin, that almost just doesn't make any sense. Um, cause it seems like maybe there would have been even the slyest of hints from, from either Han or Leia in the movie. Um, if he's actually Luke's daughter, then that just seems a little too on the nose to me. Like, or she's, she's actually Luke's daughter. That just seems a little too on the nose. Like, I mean, come up with something else type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I think you could do that. And as long as you have a decent backstory and a decent reason as to why she was abandoned on Jakku, I think it's still, it's a hundred percent plausible. You know what I mean? 
Um, I mean, what if Darth Vader was just into hate fucking though, and like he's got a bunch of bastards rolling <laughs> around? See, no, that that actually, well, I don't think Darth Vader works, but there's, a, well, maybe a little. No, not no, it doesn't. Never mind. <laughs> maybe See, Luke did dabble in the dark cock. side a little bit, yeah. and you know, cheap hookers, man. Like, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, what else is there? Sheep out where he's at. <laughs> Scotland, yeah, 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 yeah about sheep. Um, have either of you two actually read the original Thrawn, uh, Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn? We know you just listened to it. Uh-huh. Oh, well, no, it's I, I I called back to that for a specific reason. That's because the the clone theory, um, there actually was a a Luke clone in that that they made from the genetic See, material in Luke's hand, and they recovered the lightsaber as well. So, um, it just it was interesting that the theory kind of not mirrored it but i mean it definitely had a lot of the same mm. elements same elements and whatnot but i mean if that's the case why would the people who cloned her just drop her off on some bfe not tattooing planet well here's the thing she doesn't actually even have to be a clone herself like she could actually be the offspring of a clone of luke that that well i mean it doesn't explain genetic memory as much but we get further convoluted at that point but i could buy the clone theory if nothing else because we do have an established like especially in the expanded universe which we we know is not canon anymore um but we do also we talked about this in the 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 force awakens show uh that they did draw you know some homages to um um things that they decanonized like Kylo Ren's name was Ben. Ben. Yeah. 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 Um, the, um, there's a animated nice. Star Wars Rebels. Um, I don't know if you guys probably, you probably don't watch that, but Star Wars Rebels is actually doing a little bit of that too, where they're uh, not quite, they're almost rebooting, rebooting um, ideas and stuff like that from the uh, uh, now non-canon expanded universe in some ways. So um it wouldn't surprise me to see more interpretations like that. So it, it lends a little bit more credence to the, the uh, clone theory, but all in all, I kind of just hope she's a nobody. Like I kind of just hope that that's part of the story that she's a nobody and the force is, you know, reasserting itself um, naturally, essentially um, rather than having some sort of really ridiculously convoluted fan theory to. I, I think if they're going to go the, the Ray is Luke's kid route that it's going to be something more along the lines of he doesn't know she exists. Like he, he was with this chick for whatever reason and then had to go and they lost touch and he's like picking up chicks in the bar. So I'm a Jedi now. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. You want to see my lightsaber? Master Yoda said, if I killed Vader, totally fucking dead, by the way, I'm a Jedi. (laughs) So boom. (laughs) Biatch got the creed. Let's do it. You know what else I can do? Force, you know, skirt lift force cock. Yeah, Force mm-hmm. Force Cock's got to be a move. Which well, I think and, Anakin mastered that one in episode. I mean, two. if he really if he really oh, wanted to go that route, how? he could just be like he could just go for the weak minded chicks. That's you know? what I was just gonna say. How <laughs> did we not immediately turn this into just a, hit up a just hit up a sorority and be like, you want to suck my dick? <laughs> I'm trying to stay classy here. All right. <laughs> Why are you talking weird like that? But yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, whatever. So also in the interesting Star Wars things. Um, as it turns out, Ron Howard, Robert Zemeckis, and Steven Spielberg were all offered the chance to direct The Phantom Menace. And I wish any of them had taken the offer. Any single one any of them. Any of them. Any of yeah, them. Just pick a Dude, name out of the fucking Zemeckis? hat. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, aside from the fact that, like, a really shaky Marty McFly probably would have had a cameo somewhere. 
<laughs> we've actually, gone. That was that was ninety nine. I don't think he had actually been diagnosed by ninety nine. So he might. Yeah, have. no, no, no. Yeah. We've gone too far into the past. <laughs> Missed the whole damn galaxy. Well, yeah. and and you know who was offered episode two, right? Hmm. Not as director, but as Anakin. Oh yeah, Leo. Oh, Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Golden Globe award winning best actor leo dicaprio DiCaprio. what if in an alternate his... universe leo takes the role and somehow he actually has an oscar gets an oscar from the phantom menace <laughs> no not no. the phantom menace the next one sorry it wouldn't be like let's just say the opposite happened rather than the hayden christensen st- timeline where he he gets offered or plays anakin and um is you know wildly uh um considered a terrible actor now because of it <laughs> oh, like the opposite wow. <laughs> happens to leo and we have, you know, alternate you timeline know, in which here's the thing. Leo's got all kinds of awards and stuff. I love DiCaprio and he's a he's a badass actor, but uh I don't think he could make the writing better. That no, I that's what I would actually I have a feeling that's why Ron Howard, Robert Zemeckis, and Steven Spielberg turned that shit down. They were like, What the fuck is this Jar Jar Binks thing? Like what? No, see I, I there's a lot of reasons they could have turned it down, but I think if they had a, a better director in the in the chair, like they would have been a lot, especially of that stature. Like somebody at least would have been oh, able yeah. to call Lucas on his bullshit and be like, "No, really, can you think about this for a second? Spielberg actually, I read this. Um, Spielberg turned it down specifically because he he told George that Star Wars was his and that yeah he needed to be the one. Thanks that, a that lot, Steven Spielberg. So, yeah, fuck you, Steven. Spielberg. Fucking worst decision you've ever made. Yeah. No, you you know the the whole the whole Leo connection. How much does that have to chap your ass if you were Jake Lloyd? Because pretty much the reason he was chosen is because he, he looks, looks like, like he a young could Leo. grow up to yeah. be Leo DiCaprio. And then Leo doesn't take the role, and his life is fucking ruined because <laughs> that movie was so shitty. Like, he had to drop out of school. He's been in tons of, like, drug problems. He's probably going to be the next celebrity like death, honestly. Like, he his mom and then wrecked his car the next week. So Yeah, yeah. like, well, he's... The, the kid has, like, more angst than the entire, like, My Chemical Romance. He's a lot more angry. <laughs> he's a lot more angry than Anakin was. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> just, true. Just throw that out there. That's true. It was really good casting it's in... Life, life in mimicking art. <laughs> if they would have... The would just casting like, I've ever heard of. Filmed that, like, or maybe just interspliced, you know, the cops footage with some green screen shit. Like, that might have actually made a better Anakin... Uh, um, story arc downward spiral yeah <laughs> yeah so man and and like yeah. how close was that to being like if they'd had hayden christensen in mind in the first place they probably wouldn't have even put jake lloyd in that movie yeah you know i mean fuck but but in retrospect some other little poor bastard would have gotten saddled with that you know what i mean yeah, like, most likely where, where they went wrong really was starting with anakin being such a young age Oh, because like, I don't. They didn't have to do that at all. No, no, no. They they went like everybody was like, you know, what's cool. I want to know how Obi Wan and Anakin, you know, did all the badass Force Jedi shit and then fell out and and you know see the cool shit that you know the Republic used to be. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? Let's go uh, about twenty years ahead of that and give you fucking Jar Jar Binks. Like, why didn't we just? Why didn't we get a movie that showed Obi Wan thinking that he was good enough to train Anakin and then Anakin betraying him. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't, you know, why didn't we get that? I, yeah, it's, you, you know, it's funny though. The more, the more that I think about it, the more I think that Zemeckis actually would have been kind of perfect because, <laughs> because he did Forrest Gump and the prequel trilogies were kind of like a reverse Forrest Gump. Like they show Anakin and all those people in all these situations from the future movies that everybody knows. 
like where Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump's always like bumbling around into, you know, <laughs> Vietnam or inventing the smiley face t-shirt. Like never, ever getting to fuck Jenny because by the well, time he has the she opportunity, had she has AIDS. Only, yeah, yeah. She'll pity fuck him after she gets AIDS. No, I, I th- actually, I guess she did pity fuck him before that. She did. did. Oh, yeah, like once. Yeah. Yeah. He has the kid. Yeah. They they got that yeah. on. I mean, it yeah. was probably like once, and it probably was like 45 seconds long, but... Yeah, but he never got to but, do it again. I mean, he beat my record by at least a good Because Jenny had the AIDS. Jenny, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the the only thing I'm, I'm thinking is like, or when I read the, especially the Leo DiCaprio thing, mm-hmm. is like, he's probably sitting there going... Dodge that fucking bullet. Like, oh, yeah. th- there's, you know... Uh, you know, it didn't hurt Ewan McGregor's career, though. It didn't help it. Uh, and it fucked over Natalie Portman. Like, she didn't get roles for a long time because of that. Oh, yeah. she's And she's, then she got an Oscar, you know? Yeah, like, but she, she's gone on record essentially saying, like, it, it took a knowing a guy who gave a favor to even get cast and, and in something worthwhile. And did she get naked in that movie? Well, that's the same thing remember. that happened to Downey Jr., though, too. Like, it was, it was Iron Man, and it was... Uh, what's his name director of that yeah yeah, yeah but taking a chance like, like Downey, insisting Downey's, that he had to be but, him but Hollywood wasn't not giving him roles because he was a shitty actor or because of a shitty movie that he did where right. they thought it was his fault like no that was because he fucking imploded in front of the whole world yeah, yeah. That, that was because like he, he legitimately became a liability like yeah. one of the things about actor employability is shit like yeah. that like like because, you're not gonna get the guy insured especially like right after his self-destruction and shit so so, yeah, you can definitely come back from a bad movie, but it got so bad, you know, Natalie Portman was pretty unknown at that point. Um, but, yeah, she she basically said, you know, like, the only way I got uh, any sort of work after that was because I happened to know a guy who gave me, like, one shot to show that, you know, I wasn't totally terrible. Which she's not. No. And she's I mean, beautiful. Obviously, so. it turns out she's a, a fucking Man. brilliant what, what actor. What would your daughter be named if, if the Phantom Menace and, well, I guess the whole trilogy were... Natalie Portman's last movies. Oh, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely named. Come on, Natalie who's Portman. number two? Who's number but, two? Like, you know, it's got to be a number two. Not for me. <laughs> would have had to be like it, it, Natalie would have had to be born at a different time, but Emma Stone. Oh yeah, Ooh, like I'm yeah. right with Garmin on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, by the way, only has a career, basically, because Lindsay Lohan turned into a fucking basket case for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I could definitely see those well, they two were being... always going for the same roles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. Always. I bet it was like, let's get off-brand Lohan. Emma Stone has said it and like, then, before. She's... And then, actually, as it turns out, uh, uh, she's, like, way better. Yeah, she's actually a better actress and, and fucking gorgeous, so. Yeah. Yeah, and seems like a way better you know like a person speaking <laughs> of hot chicks and this is totally off topic right now but i'm just gonna throw hot this out there while topic. we while we were thinking about it um eddie mentioned to me a long time ago that i should follow willa holland on um instagram and so i started <laughs> and right? i think i think probably what we need to start doing is posting like the willa holland instagram photo of the week <laughs> when we do our shows hold on who, who the fuck is this person I, i'm not aware willa holland plays the character of thea on uh arrow yeah, Oliver okay, Queen's okay. younger sister, and she's really fucking hot. Yeah, she's like adorable hot. She's adorable. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but takes pictures of herself topless drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta get on Instagram now. Yeah. 
Is we'll it Willa? Willa? Willa. Willa. And, and her, her Instagram handle is Willa. Yeah. It's got like Willa. four A's. Willa. <laughs> how would Forrest Gump say my Instagram handle? Willa. Oh, that, that's how I'm going to do it. Willa. Willa. All right, moving along, because we're on topic number like two of 30 or something. Yeah, we got um, a big show, guys. We do, because, you know, this is what happens when you don't do a show for a month. Uh, DC stuff. We got a bunch of stuff in the DC world, um, starting with Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I totally can't see the notes, so you're going to have to so walk us through. Oh, we, she's got sunflowers over her nipples. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> classy. Classy in a sort of way. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, Batman versus Superman. We've got a couple of teasers, new information. Um, so the last uh, show, we, I think we talked about the trailer two, which you get a little bit better of a reveal of Bruce Wayne and what uh, uh, Affleck's Bruce Wayne actually looks and sounds like. You get to hear the Bat voice in its full glory and so on and so forth. Since then, we've had a couple of teasers um, released uh, in various locations. One of them was specifically on Conan, which was pretty cool. Um, but there's two teasers that are pretty badass they kind of give an idea of the um, conflict in the movie, uh, and and it, it it's just like apps. I mean, I, I'm so engorged right now; it's just gonna break. Like, yeah, this this ain't your mama's Justice League. No, I, I can see how it's building a future towards that, but holy shit, um, the the one that um, really sticks out is the one they showed on Conan, which is in the show notes along with the other one, um, which is. Batman essentially driving the Batmobile into Superman, having it mm-hmm. bounce off like it's a toy car because you know, it's Superman. Having Superman come and rip the fucking Batmobile doors off. And I then, think he pretty much ripped the whole Batmobile in yeah, half. Yeah, he's just like, you know what, I'm going to rip your car in half. That's no big deal. I mean, I mean, it's it's state of the art. You're like, what, a super billionaire or something like that? Whatever. Um but he basically tells Bruce, like, hang up the cape or I'm going to wreck your shit type of thing. And, uh, well, it's Batman. Like, specifically, he said, next time they turn on the light, don't answer it. Yeah. And then the next, like, we didn't see it in this in this teaser that they showed. But, like, in, in previous ones, we've seen Batman himself turning on the signal and then standing there waiting for fucking soups to get there and be like, what? In the what badass up? suit. Oh, I'm telling you. All right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Fair that point. was the sound of Bryce discovering Willa Holland on Instagram. So yeah, I thought I thought my my erection was due to Batman versus Superman, but indeed it, it can probably partially be attributed to this as well. <laughs> <laughs> Although That's... I think either would be fully capable of fucking shooting my cock to the moon. <laughs> we we now have the world's you know most brand new biggest fan of the arrow universe yeah. <laughs> and and not even know anything about the show yeah, like, yeah. I, it's about green arrow i know that shit yeah. <laughs> so Only this season he was just the vigilante or the hood or the arrow before all the ollie queen all right all right so in the other teaser you get to see um you, uh, it, it's like the the sand bat costume essentially and uh superman walks in and rips off the the cowl and talks some shit too there oh and uh, and batman is for some reason wearing a trench coat yeah i don't know that's sand yeah i mean oh, okay. he was filling his pockets with sand to take back for, for testing po- pocket sand yeah <laughs> <laughs> i assume i assume that's what it was pocket sand, pocket sand. <laughs> um but uh man th- this Honestly, both watching both of these trailers just made me want to see bats kick the shit out of Superman. 
Which I think we're going to see at some point. Yeah. I think we have to. Like, we, oh, we don't God, yes. we don't know what the cause of this conflict is or why they're, they're you know, at odds. And presumably they'll think, work it out, but... I don't know. I think we have a decent idea. <clears throat> like, there's there's a whole lot of raveling about um, Superman being too powerful. And well, like, the like, amount of destruction that was caused when Zod invaded and shit, too. Like, that was, that right. was a big deal. Like, who's accountable? I mean, Batman's the kind of person that would kind of care who's accountable for that. And... Plus, we see in the in the previous we we get the flashbacks of um, of a very Bruce Wayneish looking Ben Affleck saving the little girl when the buildings are coming down, um, which is supposed to be from that battle between Superman and Zod and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's presumably. there's there's a, a a pretty deep rooted uh, yeah I think hatred it's... for what caused that and instilled in Bruce. So. I think it's clear. Obviously, Batman doesn't condone killing guns, anything like that. Superman doesn't really either, but I mean, in that movie, he kind of... And I mean, it's Zack Snyder, so I mean, we could end up with something of the effect of like his parents, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed because somebody shot at Superman and a bullet bounced off of him and and then killed the parents. No. (laughs) Wow. If he... If if he does the Batman intro, like, (laughs) I would be shocked. Yeah, seriously, that that's too far. <laughs> it's Zack Snyder. I, he I made know. Sucker Punch. He did. That's true. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, so, uh. you think Batman's going to be the instigator here? Then I kind of oh, see oh, that. Yeah. Well, I think well, I think everybody's against Superman in this movie. There, well, no, not everybody. Because well, there's fucking people worshiping him like he's a god. Yeah, but that's not like kind of people that he. That's still that's still like perverse in a way. I think we need to investigate the root cause though. Like, why is everybody against him? And is it? Oh, I guarantee it has to do with Luther. Yeah. See, that's that's my thing. Is I think somehow Superman gets mind fucked. Or Mark Zuckerberg, same. You know, dude. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg slash Luther. He used all his Facebook money to as his billionaires. Um, yeah. Money, to, yeah. To mind fuck Superman. Yeah. Hmm. I I definitely think Superman's got a twinge of the. Um, he's got a little bit of an emo ish attitude, especially in that yeah. teaser that Eddie was just talking about. This is a little bit more. Um, so like the Superman we're used to seeing, like the the Boy Scout in blue. I don't think this is that Superman. Like, yeah, he doesn't threaten people. The the Boy Scout. Version. No, he he definitely doesn't. Um, so I we we definitely this this is still you know the farm boy from Kansas, and he's still got a, a good moral center. Um, but I think that it's deliberately, at least, especially because it's the early introduction of Superman, like. All the shit that Snyder did in the movie with him, you know, destroying buildings. It wasn't like he was out trying to destroy buildings or wasn't trying to prevent that from happening. Does he have a good moral center? I think he does. Yeah. Paul Kent wanted like... him to let that bus full of kids die. Uh... You know what I mean? Yeah, but he d- he saved the kids anyway. He did. But not because of Pa Kent. So, I mean... It's, yeah, but it's, no, that's it's what I'm saying. Nice like, and gooey because and his moral center is better than... Fucking covered in chocolate. Yeah, it's delicious. His moral center. Hmm. Uh, Bre- we've lost Bryce. Bryce. Bryce doesn't know what more is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told him they were, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're not Skittles, Bryce. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> um, is that LSD? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. He's, he's over sitting, sitting here with his hand in the candy bowl. I've been eating these more all night. That's not the candy bowl. That's his pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told me to call I, it. I call it the candy bowl. <laughs> yeah. That's how he gets the little kids That's to come over. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your daughters again? Wait. Okay. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh, now we need to find out if breast bleeds. Um. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving well. on. Um, there's like a tiny little two second thing. Uh, I posted a picture of Gal Gadot in the in um as Wonder Woman, um, but not in the tights. So you might want to check that out too. Wait. Seuss- no tights. No. Actually, no this is very. Th- this is probably Thermoscara's sort of like pre. Yeah, it looks like she was kind of robed. Yep. Um, mm. Anyway, check it out. It's pretty neat. Um, and that's pretty much all the Batman and Superman news we got this week. Uh, but in DC still, we have more Suicide Squad stuff, um, a little bit anyway, um, which is you know basically a good article that explains why the Suicide Squad movie is a good demonstration of why we need movies beyond, uh, or movie ratings beyond PG, PG-13, and R. Because uh, Suicide Squad getting it PG-13 is kind of dumb. It, it'd be like if Deadpool got a PG-13, in my opinion. Yeah, that that's absurd. So, um, sorry, Bryce is showing me gifts of Willa Holland and Jay Muse. Yeah, yeah, sorry. for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I know why they're together a little bit because uh, um, this is one of the things that I meant to put in the show notes, but I didn't. Um, so we're gonna ah, sidetrack completely for a second. Kevin Smith is gonna direct an episode of The Flash. Yeah, isn't that mm, fucking yeah. cool? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we here at the Whatever Show are big Kevin Smith fans. I would say pretty unequivocally. We also really like the flash except for bryce but two-thirds of us in yeah. this room have actually seen kevin smith live oh fuck you yeah multiple hey, times i saw garmin though multiple times yeah only people in la care about that that's tangential but yeah probably you saw garmin yeah no i didn't even know i did at the time like i saw garmin in uh um at harvey's in portland oh <laughs> and i uh yeah, was nice. listening to i was listening to the show and then i got this like flashback and i was like was that ralph so i looked it up yeah ralph garmin Nice. Okay, we're we're gonna have to ask you to stop stop looking at pictures of Will Holland at least for the duration of the show. I'll just stop showing you pictures. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt just cleaned the carpet, so hand, hands uh, on the table, big guy. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Um. <laughs> so, um. Anyway, Suicide Squad article uh, highlights why we need more movie ratings other than PG-13 and R. Um, and it, and obviously, Suicide Squad getting a PG-13 rating does not give me any good feelings or high hopes about what no. they're going to do with the movie. No, I mean, again, and I've said this multiple times, uh, Margot Robbie is my one saving grace for this movie. And I don't know if she's... There's like, an, there's she's another, hot, but I don't know if... I, don't I was know just going to say, there's another chick that gets hotter every single time I see her. Yeah. like Tell you I, what, you need to watch The Big Short because she's in a bubble bath and it's if, i think i've watched parts bad. of the big short uh, no, 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 it's I mean, just like, those parts <laughs> like 15 second gifts of it probably. Um, yeah well she's only in it for about a minute so 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 we're all agreed that it's gif oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay first up i don't fucking care what the guy says it's supposed to be gif that fine but it's a graphical interface format. Graphical has a G, a hard G. Therefore, it's a it's a GIF. It is a GIF. Just because the creator is an idiot doesn't mean I have to say GIF for the rest of my life. I I agree. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Completely off topic again, but yeah, you like how I just you know totally put down one of the creators of a thing that we use millions of times a day. Whatever, yeah. it's fine. And guess how much he gives a shit. And he's probably Not like super smarter than me and sitting there like drinking champagne off of hookers or something like that right now. Yeah, he's like, oh okay, well I totally care that some asshole in Oregon like he has enough money to hire dwarfs to lick the cum off his balls. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's fine. Um, I didn't know I was into that until right now. Um, <laughs> why is it on his balls? That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Um, stuff drips. 
he was going for uh, he was going for er, for volume, not distance. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Moving on. Just kind of all leaks out like a fucking volcano. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're talking. We're talking like a, a, a hot springs, not a volcano. There's... Gotcha. Gotcha. I was thinking like like more like a a, a baking soda and vinegar volcano. We're all just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something like that. Okay, th- this show's officially gone off the rails. <laughs> We haven't done it in a long time, man. Like we're not yeah. going to be allowed in polite too, too podcasting much. circles anymore. Too much anyway, beer already. We, we probably been, weren't. We haven't been invited to any podcasting circles. <laughs> yeah, but if we were going to, um, it's fine. Kevin Smith will still talk to us if he ever knew yeah, who we were. I uh, think so. He'll Supergirl. Talk to anybody, Supergirl gets to guest star on Supergirl, which is kind of weird, but um, what we're actually talking about is Laura Vander something that I forget. Boot? Vander Boot. Vandervoort, so, I think Vort, Vandervoort, Vandervoort. Yeah, Lure, uh, um, she gets to guest star on Supergirl. Um, of course, you probably know her from uh, uh, Smallville as Supergirl. Yes. So that's gonna be a little weird. This is actually kind of cool to me. Um, but one of the things I wanted to touch on specifically about Supergirl is how, um, at the beginning of the of the Supergirl series, both of us were not kind to it at all no um and while i'm not gonna say that it's great at this point it's watchable it's actually exceeded my expectations based on the pilot in the first couple episodes uh yeah i'd say it's i'd say it's fair to say that it vastly exceeded my expectations but mostly because my expectations were so very low yeah um we have mentioned once again that um for whatever reason callista flockhart is one of the more likable characters on the show completely well for me she she crosses between like oh that that's you know she's she's this smart character on the show and 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 it crosses from that into that's the worst line that i've ever heard you know like yeah yeah you get some of that sometimes but again like i think it's one of those things and and we talked with uh marf about this when when we had him on the show about how he created cat grant specifically because he he thought lois was stupid and then in like one of the most recent episodes of Supergirl, like Cat Grant was like, um, so Kara, why are you Supergirl? Like, why are you not, you know, like I, I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, um, which they kind of make a joke about the, the glasses thing too. Yeah. 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 Which I thought that was kind of funny. And, and, um, it, the part the, about the, the initial Cat Grant character that bothered me the most was I didn't really feel like it stuck with what marv intended that character to be originally but then that kind of brought it full circle and it brought it around to she really is smart and gets it yeah and in a way actually um having talked to marv and his feeling specifically on that uh, by the way you should go listen to episode number 20 um this is the the interview we got to do with marv wolfman who of course created the character cat grant um which is you know just one of many that you've heard of already but uh, listening to that and his thoughts on the character and how I think he viewed um, characters in comics in general um, made me a lot more amenable to the idea of Cat Grant. So I kind of went into there with a little bit more of an open mind um, as far as how they were going to portray this character uh, here. And for the most part, I like it a lot more than I expected I would. It's still, you know, the whole show is still like a solid five for me, like it's not you know like it's not so bad i'm gonna stop watching it or i'll stop or i'm gonna stop watching it yet but it's also not on my like okay it's it's uh thursday night i think monday 
Monday. See, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's not good enough that he knows what fucking night of the week it's on. Right. Well, we, right. I mean, I DVR it, so I, I watch it whenever, but it, it, it's on Mondays. And yeah, well, like The Flash, I watch when it comes, like, I yeah. watch probably within a half an hour of its actual airtime. Um, same thing with Arrow. Same thing with, uh, I think Shield is actually now. Shield's getting there for me. For Shield, sure. Shield, I watch probably when it airs, but Supergirl's kind of like a uh, okay. I'm not really doing anything right now, so. It's, but it's improving. Right? Supergirl and Gotham are kind of in the same boat for me. Like same. I don't watch Gotham the night it's on. No, same. Actually, I've watched Gotham. Um, I watched a whole bunch of Gotham, like almost marathon Gotham, and then it just kind of fell off. Like yeah, I'm like six episodes. It, behind it's on still it's still not bad, but it's still not like a oh I I really need to get caught up and I need to see it type of yeah, show. Yeah, I saw like the first two episodes from this season, and yeah. I had I still haven't gone back and caught it since. I feel I, like I fell it's asleep one... watching those. But you were here, like that. Was... Yeah, yeah. Did you did you watch? Did you end really up finishing drunk, the first season? Yeah. Okay, you did. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those. I think I I do better when it's all in a row like the episode episode isn't as much but i i kind of like the overall storyline and everything so yeah, yeah i couldn't keep up on decent. it last season when it was on tv and as soon as it hit yeah. netflix though i was able to actually like finish it up and yeah stuff. yeah so when you can go watch it all at once it's like one of those books that you can't just read like a chapter of and just put it down and and care about it again yeah but so, while you're in it it's pretty decent but but going back to supergirl i think it's one of those i'm not giving up on it yet even though like for all intents and purposes like i wanted to at the beginning i think there's still promise there somewhere and it just hasn't kind of hit its its full potential yet so i'm hoping it gets there i think this is a little bit true for both of us but i think we just both want it to be good so bad we're gonna keep giving it a lot of second chances yeah Yeah, a lot of people did that with the prequel i I mean the the reality for me at least is like um supergirl has always been a little reminiscent of superman for you know obvious and non-obvious reasons that get into the story but um and we're not going to get a Superman show on TV no. anytime soon. So this is sort of like your next best option, I think, if you want that that mythos and, and those characters and things like that. So, you know, I, I just keep hoping it gets good. Um, well, and I remember what superhero shows were like when I was a kid. They were either oh, yeah. cartoons or they didn't fucking exist. I mean, before I was born, hey, they had the... Uh, the Hulk? The, Batman. That yeah, yeah. That was, and that might have been that 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 Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I think continued in through the eighties and stuff. So I think I was alive for that. But mm-hmm. um, there was a Spider-Man live action series, which I I always dug watching that in reruns when I was a kid because it was a superhero. Yep. Thing. Same. Yeah. And it like for all intents and purposes, if I watch it now, it's probably shit. But yeah, it probably yeah. I've seen a bunch of uh, screen caps of the nineteen sixties Spider-Man cartoon that was that was terrible. <laughs> but I love that show because, like, again, like when I was when I was a little kid, like it's reruns like only, of that. Yeah. On, oh no, loving it and it being like good, like, or like there's nothing, there's like, no relationship. That's what that. we had. Like mm-hmm. the closest to an actual superhero show that that happened when I was a kid was in 1990 when they did the Flash, um, and then they did Lois and Clark a little bit later. Yeah, and Lois and Clark was like 92. Yeah, and I like that show. Like that one, I can still go back and watch. It's watchable still because yeah. it was. Like it was done by some creators who honestly seemed like they kind of cared about the character a little bit. Yeah. And plus Terry Hatcher. Yep. Um, I haven't actually watched that show probably in like 10 years. So maybe I'll have to go back and give it a shot. I wonder how well it does hold up for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah anyway, I've, I've got them all. So. Oh, there you go. I never watched it. Surprise. I also have the 1990 Flash series. Which, if you ever want to see Mark Hamill in his original capacity as the trickster, <laughs> that actually Not I kind of do. 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm. That's really loud on mic, by the way. No, I sorry. know you can't hear it because you don't have headphones. Because you're Velcro, gay, but it's quiet for Velcro though. Take that away from him. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Fine. Um. All right, yeah, moving on to the man. Marvel universe, we have a couple of things actually. So let's start with Deadpool. Deadpool. Yay! Did you watch the oh, Deadpool God. trailer too? Uh, yeah. Did you Did you love it? Like like I loved it. Like lot, I loved a it. lot more Colossus than I was expecting. Yeah. 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 First off, um, one of the things that uh, uh, was interesting to me is we've already seen some trailer and footage from Deadpool, and some of the same trailer and footage from Deadpool actually. Uh, the jokes though, they've they're using different jokes in each of them, and so I'm hoping that still in the final film we get different jokes in those things like yeah. so well this is the green band trailer too if i'm not mistaken uh i don't remember i think it is yeah yeah it was okay so this this one might have been there's the only green been band, one red band still yeah yeah but i'm hoping that we get to see more of that sort of like uh first off ryan reynolds is the type of guy that i think could probably riff off a lot of this stuff like they could you know have a okay here deadpool say some says some funny shit essentially in the script and ryan reynolds and, and the rest of the cast managed to turn that into something workable much like uh, Downey Jr. and uh, the the team in the first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. um, so I'm really hoping we get more of that because it 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 makes it a little bit nicer when you go see the movie if you haven't seen the whole movie in the to trailer be fair, already. That's what they did with Iron uh, Anchorman two also, and that didn't work out so well. Oh my god, Anchorman two. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, hold on, hold well, on. Yeah, I'm holding. I have to totally sidetrack us because Again. I watched something that's like a year old the other day, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> have you guys seen? The Justin Bieber roast. Oh no, no! no. I couldn't Good. bring myself to watch it because I thought roast, roasting somebody was a sign of respect. It, it is, and I, for all intents and purposes, like Justin Bieber's a fuck, and <laughs> I, I still wouldn't do it. But there was some really funny shit on there, including a unannounced appearance by Ron Burgundy. <laughs> nice at, at the end, in which he came out holding his glass of scotch and smoking a cigarette, flicked his cigarette directly into beaver's hair oh <laughs> <laughs> that's, comedy that's gold amazing. i'm not gonna i'm that's not gonna amazing. go into detail but it was fucking hilarious and you should watch that part of it, at the very least beaver's part to his credit he was pretty funny i mean obviously his shit very was, good writers yeah his yeah. shit was written but he delivered it semi-decently yeah. so yeah um and he talked about the monkey God damn it! Yeah, so. fucking monkey. Anyway, we live that Germany or something. Yeah, yeah. You banned it in Germany. Okay. God damn it, Bieber. Anyway, Anger Man, Ron Burgundy. We're done. Done with. Done Imp- with that tangent. Impro- improvisation, I think, is where we're going. We're back talking to, about Deadpool. Back to Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. that's a hell of a tangent. We got. We went from Deadpool to uh, Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, talk Ryan. about six six uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And did you, did you catch bullshit. the new the new uh, posters out for Deadpool, at, aka the billboards? Yeah, the, a very yeah, romantic the, comedy themed. There is actually a pretty funny. Um, I linked to there's one a of, couple them. of them. Yeah. I link. I'll. I'll uh, there'll be one in the show notes you can go check out. Uh, but there's a bunch more that have come out since, and and they're all pretty hilarious. So I'm super excited for Deadpool. I keep seeing more stuff. Everything I've seen um, makes me think that they they get it. Here, here's the thing: he did he was Deadpool in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine uh, first, right? Yeah, well, and then sort of Deadpool, and then did yeah. and then did Green Lantern yeah. after. So I don't know if Ryan Reynolds was was super into comic books, um, 
before or anything, but it really seems like he has done his research on Deadpool and, and actually genuinely cares about making this movie Oh, yeah. I, I, for like so far, maybe I'll see the movie and decide he sucks. But right now, I'm kind of thinking Reynolds is to Deadpool what uh, Downey Jr. is to Tony Stark. Yeah, like only only Tony Stark didn't get an opportunity to play like Downey Jr. didn't get get to play Tony Stark one time that was really shitty and decided to come back <laughs> and do it right the next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that actually, he did the shitty one later. That and, actually and is Iron the Man weirdest <laughs> weirdest sort of thing about this whole situation is you'd think they'd recast it just because. And actually, I'm assume, I'm expecting this to be a joke in the film. Like I'm expect like it was a joke in the trailer where uh, oh, it's a very meta film. So yeah, I yeah, guess. it was a joke in the trailer where he's like, just please don't put me in a green shiny suit or something like that. Yeah, it's a cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm expecting that to be a joke in the movie where he's like, this this feels different, you know? Or like there was remember that one time I sucked there a ass in the last where movie? he was. Yeah, I think there was a spot that oh, he did on was, something yeah. where he said something about um, coming back to play the character that Fox royally fucked up the first time or something like that i mean those <laughs> yep. weren't his exact well, words but i mean it was... yeah to, to be fair like I, i'm excited for this because this also this movie it really more, more so than most it came out about because of the fans because what they shot they shot that little teaser footage for a possible deadpool movie years and, it, and years ago it wasn't even necessarily because of the fans it came about specifically because ryan reynolds was so dead set on on getting to like do they, it right they got that, that he just really pushed and pushed until he got well from what i saw they, they re-released that little bit with the clunky cgi and stuff yeah, it was like a Ryan screen Reynolds test shot. essentially yeah. yeah like like probably three years after they filmed the thing it, it kind of got released and went viral and people said why the fuck aren't we seeing this movie well and yeah. that's because we had been told i'm sure that Ryan this Reynolds movie was gonna to happen the whole time yeah we got told that movie was gonna happen after x-men origins came out and then it just kind of fizzled and never went anywhere. It's kind of like well, the I new Highlander we, movie. Yeah, it's because they fucked up X-Men Origins so bad on the Wolverine one, and especially on that. So people were Which, thinking, like, why do I even want Deadpool now? Do I actually want so this? Because it's going to be different. This is a good tangent, because this is further down on the list. But speaking of Fox and fuck-ups, uh, the, the the Fantastic Four sequel, not going to happen. No, that is not a fuck up. That is actually probably a very good decision. That, on that's Fox's that's part. actually probably the first good decision about the which, Fantastic Four which Fox has means, made. I think if they don't do it by like 2017 or 18, I think that uh, Marvel gets Fantastic Four back. Don't don't be surprised if you see a reboot in the next two or three years. Yeah, I'm it's, it's so sad how many times that they've tried to reboot that franchise and it just do you turns think, to do you dog think they'll shit do it, every though? time. I mean, do you think they'll do it again? Reboot I, it? I don't think yeah. they can. Ma- well. The thing is, I don't think that they're convinced they can make money off of it anymore. That's what I mean. Like, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they're just like, you know what? Let them have this piece of shit. And then yeah. Marvel turns around and brings Galactus into the Avengers fold. And it's mm. amazing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 It, 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 I'm Mar- sure it Marvel would be, would be but... able to do something interesting mm. with them, even if they weren't like, I, I wouldn't necessarily expect a Marvel Fantastic Four movie, but I do think they would play into the Avengers. I do think they would play into, you know, like, like something like Civil War. Um, not but Civil Fox, War the story necessarily, so but I, I didn't totally hate the the first Fantastic Four. It just didn't age well. We're talking you know about what I mean? like we're talking about the one where Jessica Captain America is Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just it just didn't it didn't hold up anymore after after a couple of years, you know. But I mean, I didn't hate Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. Hmm. I don't hate Jessica Alba in anything. In Who anything? does? I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, mm. I I actually, my brother and I went to see Honey in the theaters. Wow. Because that's <laughs> commitment. Jessica you. 
You are committed, sir. Yeah. And I do not regret that decision. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you what. I will sit here and humbly regret it for you. <laughs> yeah. No need. I, they, they did not have internet in the Summers household at the time and lacking for spank material. You have yeah. no idea what the, the... You have no idea what they didn't have in the Summers household. You know, TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um... So that's a that's a tangent, but the Deadpool shit's pretty cool. So go check out the Deadpool trailer yeah. too if you haven't seen it. Which uh, I think honestly that it's been out for like three weeks now, so yeah. you've probably seen it. Um, but yeah, if you haven't also checked out the advertising material that they've put out, uh, really actually good examples of advertising. It's 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 still advertising, so it's not you know like, it, it, but it doesn't leave me feeling dirty. Like it's 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 funny. It's worth it to see. Like the advertising is good enough that it stands alone, dude. We just talked for two episodes about star wars which has more marketing in it than any movie i've seen in the last 20 fucking years oh so. my god yeah. yeah no no because deadpool's marketing is is better than star wars it's deadpool's not gonna marketing make as much is, money as deadpool's star wars. marketing is smart it's yeah. not like just like let's put a picture of a uh, fucking bb-8 on a bag of oranges yeah no. like, yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say the exact same like anything that's round from here out gets bb-8 for yeah. the next yeah, three no, weeks like, it's it's advertising and it's product placement that says we get it. Yeah. We're in on the joke. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very meta. It's very they they very want Deadpool. they want the core Deadpool audience to go see this movie and well, I'm my And wife, they want to convince people that aren't core Deadpool audience that they really kind of should be. See, I think that's a lot of the thing too is like some of the marketing for the Deadpool like the, especially the romantic Deadpool stuff. Like I think people are going to see that and be like, "Oh, that's kind of okay. I'll that's go watch sweet. it. I'll check out the trailer for that." And then they're going to see the trailer and be like, Either either A completely revolted or B like oh god I've got to see that movie. No, there's no in you between. got me. There's yeah. no in between. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, my wife actually already has uh, our date planned for Valentine's Day to go Aww. see Deadpool. So what a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> that that is a perfect Valentine movie. That's yeah. what she said. So I'm like, well, I guess I married the right person. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, Marvel news. Yeah. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. Also in Marvel news this week, we've got Daredevil uh season two trailer. Uh the trailer itself is lackluster. It's I not thought. a trailer so much as it is just like a recap of the first season. Yeah, and, and even still it's all kind of basically CG. There, there was a things a different trailer that happened like I don't want to say it was six the com- ago. It was I want to say it's the Comic Con. I think that was the Comic Con. Where it actually like the first half of it was a kind of a season one recap, but then you actually saw some flashes from the yeah. current season with the Punisher and whatnot. There, there is no actual scenery um from anything you're gonna see on screen in Deadpool in this. Um, but or, sorry, Daredevil. Switching topics. I don't um, have my gun. Yeah, fuck. Um, you, there's no actual footage I think from the Daredevil show you're gonna see in this footage. But uh, just kind of reminder, Daredevil's coming up and it's pretty rad. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly rad. <laughs> um, no. Um, absolutely on board with you on on the Daredevil thing. I was just farting. <laughs> I was just noting the, so, the, the, the look of pinched concentration yeah. on his face. Well, I was trying to do it discreetly so leaned it, didn't, the it side. didn't come on mic. This is def- the definition of discreet. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it, it came on the mic, I'd say. Um, anyway. Uh, first photos, Benedict Cumberbatch. Is... Hold on, before we jump to that. All right. I right. just read today that... Uh, 
a Punisher series, like an R-rated Punisher Burnt series, yep. is like super close to getting greenlit. Put that shit on HBO. No, it'll be on Netflix. Oh, and oh. Netflix can do it too. Watch Jessica Jones. Like they, yeah. they're they're willing to go the it's dark TDMA, route. TDMA, so to speak. Oh, but yeah, fuck yeah, it'll be on Netflix. So all right, I'm okay with that. Um, but like, it's not a done deal yet. But they're they're pretty sure it's happening. So I like the idea. I I, I still await to see you know what uh, Bernthal and and the Daredevil crew do with it. But uh, I really like Jessica Jones, and they did a lot of cool shit in that show. I really like Daredevil, and they did a lot of cool shit in that show. So I'm willing to give Netflix the benefit of the doubt. That's a good format for Punisher, too. Bryce, if you haven't actually sat down and watched Daredevil, you you should. Because it, it's not like it's totally out of your... your genre preferences and whatnot like it's, no I, it's i'm sure I, i'm sure i'd love it i just it, i i don't have i don't i don't i don't take the time not that i couldn't make time to do it i just don't take the time to i do it. i'm familiar with your successful love life you should probably just watch daredevil <laughs> oh are you <laughs> Did you ask your mom about that recently? Yeah. Or so your anyway, sister? Yeah, I saw I saw the same you thing. I, I want that to happen so bad. Yeah. And I and that's almost ridiculous to say because we I have not seen more than like three frames of of uh Brenthal's Punisher, but whatever. But we saw him as Shane and you know. Yeah. Shane was kind of fucked not, up more. Not like. not the Western Shane. I mean the thing is if you make a Punisher movie, it's gonna be payback every single time. Yeah, you know the show gives it so much more opportunity to to you know explore some different things that I'm I'm excited about. Here's my only reservation about Barenthal's Punisher is he's not as big, like he's not as big and imposing as as uh, Thomas Jane was. No, and I'm a big fan of Thomas Jane's. Watch Punisher. the Expanse. He's in the Expanse and he's fucking good in it. And uh, I I highly recommend. And this is maybe adding fuel to the fire, but um if if you there's a fan film a punisher fan film that thomas jane actually came on board for and did that's really really fucking good and you can find it on youtube yeah i love thomas jane in that movie yeah that was that was a really good yeah yeah actually the thing about the punisher movie i think is that it was just born in the wrong time like if that movie had come like five years later well and they made a couple key mistakes which were were like common for superhero movies back then and that is they brought travolta in to be the bad guy yeah um yeah and he didn't suck any of his dick which is well uh, you don't know how many hotel masseurs he molested during that time all right (laughs) we didn't see it on screen though and that's that's all i was needing yeah um so weird it's so weird so anyway (laughs) (laughs) moving on Benedict Cumberbatch. We get to see the first pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. All right, yeah, Cumberbitches, Findlay Dinks, Grumple Cratch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, this fucking looks good as hell, man. Come on, this this Doctor Strange. I'm loving it. I'm I'm He's, really excited. That I'm doing it. really waiting to see how they pull this off because it looks it looks too comic booky. I 100 which I'm not believe that the Doctor Strange movie didn't happen if Guardians wasn't successful. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. So I, I think that get, just gave Marvel more of a okay. We can have some t- some balls and pull into it. They'll, back they'll watch it a little bit. Make it. Yeah. <laughs> thing um, is, they can't do it with no name actors. Is the thing. Like that's. I think that may be what they were kind of testing out because Chris Pratt, you know, was obviously a rising star at that point. No, I now. I disagree a little bit. Like I don't know how it all happened, but Chris Pratt really to me came on the map with guardians that i think that's what bryce is getting at 
Yeah, well, like he wasn't I mean, no, widely no, known. He had, he had, but he had it like the the fan following that he had from Parks and Rec mm-hmm. was was huge. Yeah, but that's not the same base you're appealing to with. No, Guardians. no, it's it's not, it's not. But I think I think no, that I, they they casted intelligently based on that. Though. Yeah, no, I I think they did a great job of casting, I, but I think Chris Pratt was a relative unknown, like not unknown in the movie business. Yeah, yeah, I, in, in movies, yeah. You didn't get but. you didn't get him as Owen in Jurassic World without Guardians, Guardians being no, being good. Fuck no, so. But I mean, Zoe Saldana also had a; she was well known at that point. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And um, makes fucking Bradley Cooper money. was the goddamn mm-hmm. raccoon, and uh, and Vin Diesel for some I'm reason because you needed that for sure. <laughs> it, it's really funny because one of the last episodes of Babylon that I listened to, which was from like 2013 or whatever, like they had just cast Vin Diesel in a movie, but they weren't sure, and so they were they were speculating which movie, like which character he was going to be in and shit. Mm. And it turns out he's the fucking tree. <laughs> yeah, his lines are all the same. Yeah, awesome. Wait, no, no, no. one line is different. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler we alert. Are Groot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think that this movie is going to turn out a little bit different from what we're seeing on the pictures. Like, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, because like I said, it looks very much like Doctor Strange, like I would picture in the comic book, which doesn't necessarily translate to a movie. So it wouldn't surprise me if that, that that's not a little bit of a twist in the the movie. Itself. Well, and this is going to be an origin story, I think. Yeah, so, totally. Um, which Marvel has actually done really well about not necessarily doing a ton of origin stories. Yep. But for your lesser known characters, they've been like there. There was no origin story at all for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like there was the little bit, the little bit at the beginning where his mom died and shit. But that was like two minutes, and then you're into the movie, and he's kicking lizards, yeah, and whatnot. Um, well, for, that, I, I thought Guardians was a little bit of an origin story, though. Like that's how the Guardians came together and all that. Stuff. I mean, it it is, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like they came in like they're already established personalities. Like when you meet them in the movies, like there's. There's not any character that necessarily has a, a huge um Yeah, they each have change. Like, they have like maybe thirty seconds of exposition explaining yeah. why they're there and then that, then we go from there. Yeah, even Ant Man. Like Ant Man it it's there's an origin story as far as Scott Lang is concerned, but like the character of Ant Man has obviously existed before and whatnot, and they didn't really expound on that too much. There was again like a, a ten minute period of time where they're like, Yep, this happened. Yep. So All right. So that's all we got for Marvel this week. So now we just have a whole bunch of random shit to talk about. Um, <laughs> Star Trek Beyond. Uh, Ooh! Before we move into Star Trek, I got to correct us on one thing that we've talked about on the show before. And that is... Um, just the one. <laughs> uh, no, we mentioned it several episodes ago about Disney uh, doing a release of the original trilogy theatrical versions on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Probably not happening for a while. Mother what? fuck. Um this this article it was actually the article that we referenced in it that we posted was a republished article and um the news source that that originally published it actually added a, an, an addendum at the beginning of it they're uh-huh. like we don't know why this is getting recirculated but um fox actually still owns the theatrical versions so we posted blog spam essentially is what you're saying yeah basically damn it. so there's um lucas it. between lucas and fox they're still uh like disney doesn't own those uncut versions so they need to figure that shit out because the, yeah. they, they would sell a jillion copies in a heartbeat i know yeah. and even if disney only mm-hmm. took like say a 10 percent cut they'd still make a fistful of money yeah 
So, but for credibility's sake, I didn't want to like put that out there and then never correct it once I I knew it was going on. So, anyway, sorry guys. Oops. So, Star Trek Beyond. Um, I don't hate it like everybody else does. No, I'm excited to see that they're doing something that seems to be a little bit different from the um, original. Like the biggest, the biggest uh, piece of feedback I keep hearing about it is like people are like bitching because they're like, I thought this was supposed to be a Star Trek movie. This doesn't seem Star Trek to me. The fuck if it doesn't. Like it seems like they're on a different planet, like figuring shit out and almost getting killed. Like I do, I do want a little bit more of a philosophical, introspective, less uh, action focused movie with this Star Trek. So yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get that. I don't think so. Either. I think you are gonna Which get I, less I agree. lens flares though. I think that's. I do think that we probably unfortunate. are unfortunate. Yeah. The, not the lens flares part. <laughs> I was going to say, are you a big fan? <laughs> the like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the preview was good. I actually, and I, you know, I liked the musical usage in there and how they worked that in. Um, but yeah, like to me, I'm with Eddie. Star Trek is more about a little bit more like morality and sort of difficult decisions based on that. And, you know, the, the new movies are fine, but they're more just like a forgettable popcorn action movie than anything else. Yeah, I kind of get the impression that this movie is is going to be basically about the formation of the Prime Directive, which... Don't we already have the Prime Directive? I don't know that it's been mentioned before I thought that was like the first in the, fir- was in the it? opening scene I'll have scene to go of, back and watch it again. In the opening scene of Darkne- Into Darkness. I oh, thought yeah, they that, did talk about that, about yeah, the like, interference and whatnot. Remember that time you you weren't supposed to immediately do the thing you did, Kirk? That you immediately did yeah. like five seconds after you hit the planet? Okay. You're yeah. not supposed to do that thing. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, Maybe they didn't mention the, the, the term... Uh, specifically i don't know i haven't watched yeah. that movie in like no, two I, years i kind of get the i kind of get the feeling though that they're it's it's going to be kind of focused on that on that piece of it which i don't think necessarily needs to happen it's fine and, and don't get me wrong i'm not saying there can't be action like there was some action there was action in the star wars movie or star trek movies previously but uh this is one of the things that made me feel good about abrams com- coming on to uh uh direct and make star wars was that seemed like everybody was doing with Star Trek. Like he was making a good, like the, the tropes and, and storytelling styles and things like that he applied. And, and the, you know, the general story, it seemed more fitting of like a Star Wars style movie than a Star Trek style movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think definitely in the movies we, we've had more action, but if you look at, at what Star Trek is, which is, you know, a, a, a several series of, of yeah. television series, there's not a ton you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. Enterprise gets shot and like people like fall down on the bridge and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. But you don't see ships getting blown up all the time in the show. It's only in the movies where you really ever see that. Yeah. It, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the, there are action pieces that I think need to exist in the movie. But th- this was this was much more of a um, or the Star Wars, Star Trek series. Fucking fuck. Uh, the Star Trek series has Whoa. existed much more as a um, action series thus far. Um, which I think is a little bit away from what Star Trek is or should be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, how about uh, 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 Independence Day Resurgence, otherwise known as that time we couldn't write a contract with Will Smith again? Yeah. Yeah, I want that. He needs it. He needs it. <laughs> I want him to have it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this, actually, um, because no Will Smith. And yeah. I'm not gonna go on a and, on a Will Smith hating tirade, but honestly, what made Independence Day for me was Jeff Goldblum's character anyway. 
Fuck yeah. See, I liked it. Uh, I liked Will Smith's character in Independence Day because that was sort of the Will Smith heyday. Like, uh, Independence Day, Men in Black. Also, I was like... He hadn't then. done action before uh, Independence Day. That was, his, that was his first big action flick. Bad Boys, I think, actually, was his first. His, like, first first. Um, but that was sort of the thing that the, those, those you know, three movies put Will Smith on the map. But the thing about it is now is I think that um, he would kind of overshadow basically everything. Well, well, if I recall correctly, the, the original Independence Day, one of the big things was that Will Smith was the clear leading man. Oh which, yeah, definitely. Which, which for for black actors that that was not really a thing. Like you just didn't have a black I mean, leading Denzel. man. I mean, Den- well, this was before Denzel really yeah, had but, his heyday too. Like this. We're was... talking ninety five. Independence Day. Yeah. No, it's ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety four. I thought. Ninety four. I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep, keep Pro- talking. Pro- I'm gonna. Pro- I'm, I'm gonna IMDb this shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it was because it was, uh, it was July fourth, obviously. Do do me a favor too, and and um, make sure you uh, look and see if Bad Boys was actually before Independence Day, because I don't think yeah, it was. Yeah. But even even so, Will Smith was a blockbuster bitches. leading man. Was it ninety six? But yeah. he was a blockbuster leading man, and like even Denzel movies, they ninety five for they weren't, Bad Boys. That's two. Oh man. I can't get the names right, but I remember useless shit like what year the movie came out 15 years ago. 10 years that's, ago. That's 20 years ago, you fucker. No. I, yeah, so, that's 2006. Okay, 20 years that ago. is 20 years God ago. damn it. How's your math so, fucking skills? So go? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm I'll stand corrected on those two points, mm-hmm. but I want you to allow me this. Bad Boys was still Will Smith though. Like it was, it was very much a comedic action role. Whereas in Independence Day, it's he not, was, that's not a summer blockbuster movie. Like he, yeah, he was an action hero more, more right. So than he was yeah. in Bad Boys. Yeah, and he didn't have black leading action heroes up until that point. I, that that Carl I will Weathers g- and Predator. That I will give you. Um, <laughs> getting Junior and that that Pearl is Harbor. probably one of the first times that I think we had a. Um, nah, I don't want to say the first time because. I'm sure you know, like oh, somebody yeah. will I mean, find that was, a million. That was the big narrative at the time, though. but I, th- but I th- think that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, this was very much a summer popcorn action film, though. Independence so. Day, absolutely, yeah. Bad uh, Boys was, but to a lesser degree. Like it just wasn't as big of a deal. It could because I think that Bad Boys came out um, at a time where the the generic buddy cop um, action movie was kind of dying out. Yeah, Bad Boys was a vehicle. It was very much a Martin Lawrence and Will Smith vehicle. Uh, more than it was like a, a summer blockbuster action film kind of thing. So, um, but here's here's the thing, and I'm not hating on Will Smith. I just number one, Roland Emmerich already said he's too expensive. So I think they actually did reach out to him at one yeah, point. Yeah, that that actually to me is kind of an, uh, why I'm excited he's not in this movie. Yeah, um, Jeff Goldblum on the other hand, though, I think was kind of the the sleeper of the original Independence Day. Like I don't think anybody expected that performance out of him. Kind of like in... Um, wait, wait, Jurassic Park was 94, though, right? 93. 93, yeah. It's older. But so, I don't... And but, it's a similar... I mean, well... Every, but I don't think that's Jeff why he was Gold, cast. You know what I mean? Every Jeff Goldblum character. See, that's what I was just going to say. Jeff, so. Gold, Jeff Goldblum, he, like you were, you're describing, is sort of like a sleeper hit in the movies. That's like every Jeff Goldblum it's, character it's to me. It's very much like... Outside the, of the fly. Like the Tommy Lee Jones character from The Fugitive, and then like yeah. that led to them making U.S. Marshals with with Tommy Lee Jones as the as the lead in it and um our buddy RDJ. It, it turns out it's it's a good character. Like and uh or in this case a good actor. 
So, and here's yeah. the thing. I want this movie to do well, and it's for selfish reasons, though. Not because I necessarily care that much about the Independence Day franchise, although I thought that movie was kind of... Like, it hadn't been done in a long time. Not a movie of that of that magnitude. Like, they took basically, like, a 50s B sci-fi movie, like, plot and turned it into, like, an A-style action movie. So... On the on the big screen, it was so, good. Yeah, it was really good. Was I, good. I remember literally being like thirteen, watching this movie in the theaters and being completely blown away. Which I guess speaks to the movie itself a little bit because it is very much a like a generic popcorn movie. I rewatched it, I think, um, this year with the kids or last year maybe, um, and I I still liked it. I mean, part of it's probably nostalgia, but it 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 was a it was a big movie. It was a big movie for its time. A lot of the effects and shit like that they did in the movie were kind of a big deal at the time. Um, but it was just like one of those just gigantic blockbuster summer movies that made like a gajillion dollars. So, yeah, I mean, do you, can you even think about like, cause I remember with Independence Day, they had the whole ID for thing going on and like, you know, it was all the fucking drink cups at Taco Bell yeah. and all, all that shit. Like really, did they have that in with movies before that? Like that kind of a marketing like this? Oh I yeah, definitely. Remember. I remember that even with like Batman Returns. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. 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 If you go Which well, was 92? Yeah, 92. Yeah. 89 for the original, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe slightly like the other movie. And there I was Batman I... shit for the 89 movie too. I don't know if it was in like so much the yeah. fast food. Yeah, but I definitely I definitely remember getting Batman Returns toys and fast food, yeah. you know, and Happy Meals and and yeah. then uh definitely with um the other movie Back to the Future, Back to the Future 3. You know, like I remember having the toy locomotive, you know. Yeah. So they did that. But yeah, no, that that was like, to be fair, though, I do think they did that on kind of a different level um, because those those, you know, primarily Batman Returns and, and uh, you know, uh, Back to the Future, which I just said, were primarily marketed towards kids in that point. Which I think Independence Day was a little bit different. Like there's no Happy Meals at Taco Bell. Like they're, they're expecting adults to buy into that mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was, remember, it, yeah, I, I'm just kind of trying to dig up shit from the old memory bank about that. That was that was kind and, of the beginning of the Taco Bell heyday as far as as yeah. as movie promotions and shit. Because do you remember, like, and this was like the one cool thing that came out of the Phantom Menace. But like, if you remember, like the cup toppers. Oh yeah, that yeah they had yeah. like, and you had to go to KFC, Taco Bell, and what was the other one? A Pizza Hut mm-hmm. to get all of them because they the didn't all have brands. the same ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that the Independence Day, like the original marketing, was also kind of like very cryptic in a way, like, like almost like little... your first uh, AR game, you know? Yeah, like... and they had little puzzles and shit in there, and like I don't know, I I just remembered it being, at least to me at the time, growing up, yeah, I was younger or whatever, it was ninety six, so I was thirteen. Uh, you know, it still seemed very unique the way they did it compared well, to other movies. A, you didn't have the internet as much like it existed but not everybody had it no I so didn't there was not media sound. saturation like there is these days um and b like i think this was like one of the first i don't want to say one of the first but it was it was a really really well done usage of the teaser because you you kind of knew what it was about but you didn't know a ton about the movie that's true i remember watching it the first time i didn't really have a good yeah. idea what was going oh, on. Oh, I didn't at all. I don't even remember why I went and saw that movie to begin with. Uh, probably it was some of the, it was the marketing at Maybe that point. Maybe Joyce took you to No, I actually educational. I do rem- I do remember that. Me and my brother walked like me and my brother walked down to the theater and saw it. And I remember being like pumped as fuck walking out of the theater because that was like <laughs> the best movie ever for like a 13-year-old boy. So yeah. Anyway, um 
So Independence Day is coming out. Let, just, let, let me go into why I want this movie to do well, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roland Emmerich uh, is directing, and I want this movie to do well because I want the studios to greenlight his Stargate, Stargate projects yeah. that he's planning on rebooting yeah. and so doing selfish. as a trilogy. So uh, that you might have just bought me a ticket. There you go. Yeah, that, that might have just bought my ticket because I, I really do want to <laughs> see more Stargate too. Yeah. Um. Let's That's talk funny, about I was just listening to like the 2013 Golden Globe episode of uh, <laughs> of Hollywood Babylon, which is a home show, and Garmin sells Kevin a couple tickets for uh, Rush was one of them, and fuck, I forget what the other one was. That was a good movie though. I told you, yeah, yeah. Kevin had no interest in it, and then Garmin talked about it a little bit. He's like, actually, fuck, yeah, that sounds. Did, good. did you see Rush? I don't think I did. It was a um, uh, was it Open Wheel? Yeah, F one. Is F one F one driver uh, had uh, Chris Hemsworth in it? Oh um, yeah, I know really what you're good about. movie. You I know what you're talking it. about, but I didn't. I didn't never see yeah, it. Yeah, it was super good. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I'm probably gonna forget, but the next time we talk about this, because we tend to do that, I'll I'll okay. write it down or something. <laughs> yeah, no, um, totally. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I still am too. Uh, you know, it's actually funny as I put this in the tra- I put this in the show notes, and I I didn't even watch the trailer. Really, I watched yeah. it. It's it's. There's not a ton in the trailer other than the, you kind of get a sense of so somebody brought um, these these beasts and let them go and then like the main character uh, Newt's commander has to like find them. Yeah, um, it takes place in New York, which I think is a bold move because all the other Harry Potter branded movies have been super British, super British. Um, I mean, the character obviously I think is still English. Yeah, is it Harry Potter eight lost in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, only it's the prequel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. so oh, goddammit, Harry um, Potter negative one. But my daughter, uh, we bought my daughter a, a Harry Potter library um, set of books for Christmas, and it's in it is uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's got Tales of Beetle the Bard, and it's got the um, Quidditch Through the Ages book. So nice. Um, she's super excited about that. So I'm gonna actually check out the Fantastic Beasts book, and and whereas I think the actual book is more of a like it's an actual like guide to to mythical beasts and stuff like that so i don't know if i'm going to get that much of a sense of what the movie's about yeah but i want to at least check it out before the movie comes out so yeah yeah i'm 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 kind of interested because this will also be jk rowling's first turn as a screenwriter right and that's a different thing from writing a book no it is you know it's totally different so I, i i mean i'm sure with with as much as is kind of on the line with this movie and, and you it's know. a fantastically different, uh, um, skill set. I think, uh, mm-hmm. when you're writing a book, you have a lot of room. And so if you make a little plot mistake here or there, you tell some uninteresting factoid or detail in the book writing process, it doesn't really matter because that's, you know, th- two or three pages out of, uh, you know, five set five to, you know, 800 no- page novel, you know, if you're George Martin or something like that. But, um, screenwriting you don't have that no um, yeah so uh, um so you y- you really just can't fuck it up you have to have a nice tight story to tell um so yeah that should be interesting and and i'm sure she has plenty of people you know kind of reviewing and assisting and saying whoa this doesn't work on the screen but uh, that was something for me that i thought would be interesting um you know but i think she generally has great story ideas i love the harry potter movies and, and books totally screenwriters are important i mean if, if, if to bring star wars that strike yeah. well <laughs> i mean to bring star wars of solace yeah, yeah. yeah. 
to bring uh, Star Wars back uh, into it. I mean, just well, look at the difference between uh, screenplays written by George Lucas and screenplays <laughs> written anyone else. Well, Lawrence Kasdan <laughs> in particular. I mean, yes. that's the difference between the Phantom Menace and Empire Strikes Back. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, speaking of Kasdan, I think he's also writing um, the screenplay for the Han Solo. Yeah, See, let's chat about that a little bit because I've only heard a little bit about it. We don't know anything about it. Yeah, oh, I've fuck. heard no, <laughs> the, only, the only I've heard two things about it is one, one is that the, that it exists, so that doesn't really count. We're talking about a uh, Han Solo prequel, essentially Han Solo as a as a young guy, but not an origin story. But not an origin story. Um, so that's the one thing Good. I've heard about it, and the second thing I've heard about it is, God, that's a dumb idea. They shouldn't do that, and instead they should do. Um, an Obi-Wan movie. Which I think is probably also in the pipe somewhere. But I I, I do desperately want to see an Obi-Wan movie in there somewhere. Here's the thing. They've got time for that. Yeah, Because uh, if they bring Ewan McGregor back into it, which, I mean, they'd be dumb not to. Um, he's not nearly as old as Alec Guinness was. Yeah. Still at this point. But by the time they bring him back into it and film, like he is going to have a few more years on him than he had in episode three and whatnot. So I'm, mean, not, we're already... I'm not in too much of a hurry. You know what I mean? Episode three was what, like 2003, 2004? Somewhere around there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're already 10 years removed from those. So I think that if they're going to, first off, Disney's got an aggressive timeline with Star Wars. Like, I think they've pretty much yeah. committed to having a Star Wars movie every, every year. year. They've already made half their money back, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah with one film um anyway well, uh marketing costs notwithstanding yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> but yeah the cost of how much do you think how much that movie cost to make like fucking 400 million dollars I, I i don't think i've seen figures quoted no i don't i don't think i have either i mean um, it's successful yeah. we can check I mean, out on that oh no no matter what like, it's, it's not like the avengers uh age of ultron that did like 250 million and is not considered <clears throat> successful by all really considered yeah God, that was a good movie. Well, that's because RDJ makes so much money. Fuck, that was like a his, good movie. His back end on that cost them well, a ton of money. Oh, okay. There's no, 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 I'm just talking about gross because Hollywood accounting, we don't need to go into that. Like, There's a lot that goes into the Avengers. Like, uh, RDJ, like, first off, they have a gigantic cast that is now getting increasingly expensive with each film. Mm-hmm. Um, secondarily, uh, the, there is a hell of a marketing blitz leading up to Avengers too. Like not quite Star Wars level, but that's just because Star Wars level is sort of like get out the Star Wars paint rollers and just run it across whatever it touches, essentially. Um, where but Avengers is not that far removed, so it wouldn't surprise me. You know that 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 you said that doesn't surprise me. But also, qu- quite honestly, I I liked Avengers all uh, uh, the Ultron movie, but it didn't blow me away. Like I actually kind of liked Ant Man better. I, I a little a little Dude, I, have, I, I have, need to watch that in actual decent definition. It's not a <laughs> shitty cam cam rip. Hey, yeah. um, internet piracy is going to be the death of Hollywood. So just keep that on. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> as evidenced by the 1.7 billion for fucking Star Trek or Star Wars. Wow. So, anyway, um, yeah, Star Wars is for sure going to make its money back. But the thing to me is, I think there's a, the the expensive part of making that movie came outside of the actual movie making process i think the expensive part is probably the marketing and shit like that Mm -hmm. because they did a lot of cool things in the movie but they didn't do a lot of cool things that i was like oh that must have cost them like a gajillion dollars yeah what's what's funny is when studios will will do a budget for making a movie um they'll give the director and whatnot their budget and 
sometimes depending on, on the movie it is they'll give the director uh, a certain amount of leeway to go over budget or whatnot but then like there's another budget that doesn't even go to the director that's just for marketing shit and everything and it's 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 actually one of the things that that hollywood uses to fuck over performers Everybody. and stuff like, like that because yeah. they're like well um yeah you're gonna make this much money after we pay ourselves back for all this shit and, yeah. and do that always, stuff. So, always get a percentage of the gross yeah yeah um so anyway uh yeah, obviously, Star Wars is going to make them a fuck ton of money. This movie probably has already paid for itself several times over. Um, marketing and all that included being, you know, basically the most popular movie of all time. So I guess my initial point, though, was that I, I saw Lawrence Kasdan's name attached to one of the new projects. And it, honestly, it could be Rogue One. I haven't I haven't really done oh, any fact yeah. checking or anything yet, but um, it's a good sign. Is anybody else disappointed that we haven't seen any kind of movies about the Bothans dying to bring them this information soon. Soon. Mm-hmm. I want to see a movie about Bothans. I want to see a Bothan on screen for sure. All right. So these are probably going to be quick. Cause I think I'm the only one that watched them. Um, Sherlock, <laughs> uh, the Sherlock, uh, Christmas special and the, uh, Dr. Who Christmas special. A- anybody else? No, I know so, Matt didn't Bryce. Did you watch either of those? Oh, totally. Yeah. No, you didn't. All about you them. Fucker. Uh, I'm gonna Boy, I'm gonna chime in. Merry a little... Christmas! I think that's how it went. Yeah, I'm gonna chime in my two cents. So I'm I'm I won't consider myself a Hoovian so much because I yeah, don't I don't even watch think you're... it religiously. You're you're still on uh, Tenant, aren't you? Like, I you're... am. I yeah. am. I'm not. I'm not done through. I think I'm on season four of the of the 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 modern series. You know, in perfect honesty, though, Doctor Who has been, um, especially over the last. Uh, season six, when Matt Matt Smith took over as the Doctor, was really strong for Actually, me. That was season five. So Tenet, Tenet is he ends at season four. four. Okay, yeah. So uh, five, six, and seven. Tenet, uh Matt Smith's run. Season five was really good. Season six and seven were kind of lackluster, but uh, Capaldi as the Doctor is really um, pretty awesome. And I, this... I've seen an episode with Capaldi, and I I think he's a good blend, like almost a perfect blend between. Um, the Eccleston Doctor and the Tenant Doctor. Yeah, actually, Capaldi. Capaldi. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you probably are making a lot of comparisons back to classic Who. Yeah, because um, he's older. Yeah, and he's. He, I was gonna say, is that the old dude? His yeah, cos- He's he's intentionally uh, um, supposed to uh, derive feelings and, and memories towards the first Doctor. Actually, um, you know, even through costuming and stuff like that. If you go back, there's a lot of similarities. But anyway. Uh, this is a pretty good one. Did have you gotten to the River Song, um, no episodes yet? Force of the so. Dead. Um, the okay, so you'll get there, and that's. I think I might have. They might have introduced River Song. If if you have, it's in a two parter. It's a tenant episode, and you meet River Song, and um, basically her and the Doctor are sort of in this reverse timeline thing because you know time travel, Doctor Who. Timey wimey. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing about River Song is she's sort of you know backwards from the Doctor. So when the Doctor first meets her is actually the last meeting that she's had with the Doctor. Um, so so I think I have seen that. Yeah, confusing. But River Song uh, plays a bigger part over the series for the next few years. Um, but she's actually kind of misused, I think, in a lot of cases. And this was kind of like a, a redemption a little bit of of the, her their use as a character because i thought that was a really interesting way 
or to to you know introduce a character in the, into the Doctor Who universe and a really interesting you know there's a lot of interesting things you could do with that concept and I think they kind of missed the boat on a lot of them um, but it it gets better and I think this is kind of the redemption of that so good right on. good one Sherlock uh, I, I will not talk about Sherlock because have you seen any of it I, I've watched the first season yeah. And I'm on the first episode of the second season, and I use the term season lightly because, like, it's really like three or four episodes, and they're movies. They're yeah, not it's like, a, it's like a three movie deal. But I like it. I, I really do like it, and I'm I'm interested in seeing the the Christmas special this year because it is actually set in Victorian times. Yeah, but don't watch it until you watch the rest because honestly, it it does give some stuff away. No, I won't. I won't. I'm and and it's on my list of actually things to get done pretty quickly. But. Even though it's a quote-unquote Christmas special, there's almost nothing about it that that uh, makes it Christmas other than the fact that it's it was cold. released. Yeah, right it was around that cold, time. and they released it on the tw- you know like in in December. Yeah, um, no, I'm a huge fan. Um, actually, I started watching um, Sherlock specifically because I really liked uh, Cumberbatch's uh, Khan and uh, and into darkness oh that's funny so because mm-hmm. for I, I guess a lot of other people like it was the opposite like i watched or i was i had hope for con and into darkness because of watching sherlock so um and, and that's actually one of the things that's bummed me out a little bit about um cumberbatch getting so gigantic of a star in hollywood these days is that there's not enough time for sherlock yeah I, you know what i think i think he'll make it happen though uh, they are actually. That's one of the things I'm surprised. If Freeman, Martin Freeman's the same way. Um, yeah, he blew up with The Hobbit. Yeah, um, which I still haven't really watched all of those either. So you're not I mean, a whole lot. If you want a real time dinner scene with the dwarves, I mean, watch the first one. I, I I have seen the first part of it. Okay. Yeah, I I have it, but I just yeah. haven't actually sat down and watched the whole. No, thing those are movies time. that I slept through in the theater. The Hobbit, the yeah. Hobbit movies. Yeah. Remember that, when you made me watch the extended cuts of and I slept the Two Towers and Return of the King? First and off, I slept through them. <laughs> yeah, you were doing that fucking stupid sleep plan where you were up for two hours I, and then I, had I, to take a twenty minute nap. I would slept poly- through them anyway. Polyphasic. Yeah. As four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was retarded. He would come over and be like, "Yeah, let's do this," and we'd be in the middle of it. He's like, "Oh, I have to go sleep." Nap time. <laughs> and it's, it's bad because I'm terrible at taking naps too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna I go sleep in your kid's bed out. for a while. I'm gonna go. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go lay down and, and like not sleep for 15 minutes. So yeah. Um. So I close my eyes. I think I might be. Well, I think I'm unequivocally the biggest fan of the uh, Lord of the Rings original trilogy, um, on the show. No, I like I just you you like them, but like I I honestly like legitimately like um it's one of my like uh, okay there's not you know like I don't really have anything planned so I'm gonna watch the two I'm gonna watch the extended edition again so that's that's my like, I've got like, fourteen I hours to kill to be, I kind of have to be in that mindset where I'm like okay yeah I want to watch this like when the last time when he made me watch him it was because he was he already had plans to go see the Hobbit yeah. And he was like, I got to watch these two before. So I kind of felt like three fucking years ago. Have you not seen it since then? No. I, the Hob- well, I you haven't seen the Hobbit. Eddie's point. No. no, no, no. Lord of the Rings. Lord the Lord of the Rings. Of the, I haven't watched them since then. And it's, it's because I do think they're good movies. And I think they were extremely well done. And it's like the movie Dances with Wolves. Like, I don't watch that movie on a regular basis. Don't bring Kevin Costner into this. I, Fuck that. That's a good movie, but it's, it's a great movie. But I don't watch it all the time because it's like I when I watch it, I watch it. I I still want it to mean the same thing that it meant the last time I watched it. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
And I, and I kind of feel that way about the original Lord of the Rings movies. I don't get that feeling any time that I try and watch any of the Hobbit movies. No, no, I don't either. The Hobbit, the Hobbit movies. I won't go so far as to say they're garbage, but I am not much further ahead of them. It's the smallest book in the series, and they stretch it into three films. Three very yeah. long films. Yeah. yeah, like they did the original Lord of the Rings trilogy in three long films, and The Hobbit was a fraction of that. So that yeah, the the thing about the Lord of the the Lord of the Rings versus the Hobbit is, the Lord of the Rings movies were made. 15 years ago at this point i think we're early 2000 2003 i think was the year return of the king basically swept the oscars uh not sure but pretty pretty close i think it's 2003 2004 uh, in that era i know for a fact that i still worked at mcdonald's so when the two towers was out because i went and saw it with you and my first wife and ashley so that's like two, that yeah that, then i'm in the right area so anyway <laughs> the thing about that is is everything about watching lord of the rings um, just like we bemoaned the the Phantom Menace and the prequel trilogy, everything about that watching Lord of the Rings is sort of everything I hate about the Hobbit. Um, in that I see all the same things in the Hobbit trilogy that I did in the um, prequels uh, for Star Wars. Like all the CG and all the effects are suddenly super noticeable because it it just really kind of feels like nobody gives a shit anymore. Like it really f- feels like uh well we know these movies are gonna sell we know we're gonna make like a jillion dollars so let's just what the fuck ever let's just make them well and I I don't know how much credibility there is to this theory but one of the things that I'd heard about the Hobbit and why it's three movies is because um New Line did uh the the original Lord of the Rings trilogy for sure definitely and mm-hmm. I think it's it was a different studio is it Warner Brothers no I'm. I want to say Lionsgate, but I don't think that's it might correct. be. I don't know, but which whichever studio did the Hobbit, like there was a um, there was kind of an agreement in there that New Line would get a cut mm-hmm. when they did the Hobbit, and they made three movies and then only gave them a cut of the first movie, and that's the reason they did the other two movies. They stretched it into multiple movies is because the new studio wanted to capitalize and not. They wanted all, They wanted to keep the nut for themselves and not have to give any of it back to New Line. Well, I mean, here's the thing about the Hobbit movies. Um, there's a vast array of work you can draw on from Tolkien outside of the Hobbit book and the Lord of the Rings books. Um, the Silmarillion sets up so many things that, that would be interesting to show on screen. Which and originally they were supposed to have taken some of that material to they add did. into the Hobbit, but they did quite a lot of the stuff that you got in the Hobbit was um, either them stretching, you know, m- mentions of other things, other places, or um, stuff from straight from the Silmarillion. But uh, like that other wizard, whatever Radagast, that was, Radagast, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was all. That wasn't in the Hobbit. That was yeah. all from Silmarillion. And yeah, things. so s- some of that stuff was okay, but but. Some of it, I, quite a lot of it just felt like stretching. Like they, they put in the parts that to me that just felt like, you know, we need to make them, we need to make more movie. So we make the, you know, just like you're saying, we make the money essentially. Um, and just not enough care into what, you know, sort of movie they're making. So, yeah. Like I actually, like I've, I've read The Hobbit too, but it was, you know, fucking a million years, 25 ago, years ago or whatever. Yeah. But I read the, um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I read those books like pretty. In, in close proximity to when the movies came out and whatnot. And I, I felt like the Lord of the Rings movies stayed true to the books 
as much as possible. I mean, with the exception of the whole like um, Tom, Tom Bombadil, Bombadil and the Barrow Cut Downs, and shit and, yeah, yeah, like that part wasn't there at all. But for the most part, throughout the rest of it, like it it held it held pretty true. Um, Shiloh, that part was a little rushed compared to the book because it there was more to it than that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's movies. You know what I mean? Like it's not like in the Hobbit where it's this tiny little book and tells a story that's fun to read. And then they turn it into nine hours. Yeah. It takes as long to read as it does to watch. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I could probably read the original Hobbit in less than the time it takes me to watch the extended versions of the movies. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So not a big fan of the Hobbit trilogy. Did you do still, like I said, love the Lord of the Rings movies to death. I watch them all the time, but, um, the, the original Hobbit trilogy to me has many of the same faults and flaws and characteristics that the Phantom Menace, et cetera, do long story short folks. Martin Freeman is great. And Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) And Sean Bean dies in Lord of the Rings. Also, also, yeah, anything else he's ever been. (laughs) Uh, so I got we got a last story, which is probably still going to take another twenty five minutes. But um, then Diesel. Uh, so you guys big fans of the Riddick series? Moderate fans. Actually, I liked I liked um, Pitch Black. Pitch Mm -hmm. Black I thought was really good. Um, Chronicles of Riddick was I didn't like the movie as well, but I really liked um, Carl Urban was really good in it. Chronicles was kind of weird for me because if you watch Pitch Black, like Chronicles is almost like a completely different thing. Oh, absolutely. It, no, it, and yeah. I, no, no qualifier. It is a completely is, yeah. different yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Um, and really, the 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 third in the trilogy so far, Riddick, uh, <laughs> really follows Chronicles. But I like the series overall. But anyway, um, I, we, I like I like that uh, Katie Sackhoff's boobs mm-hmm. are in Riddick. Starbuck, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Katie, if you're listening, yeah, I respect yeah. you, but I also keep, like your breasts. Keep doing that thing. I think <laughs> that's movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just gonna go past. It was probably. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, Riddick. Riddick itself was was a relatively clunky movie. There was some shit acting in there. Uh, but boobs save everything. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, the the thing I liked about the Riddick movies is that um, they're just cheesy and silly enough uh um like it it doesn't take itself too seriously it's like kind of like the expendables a little bit like they've got a formula that works and they just they use it yeah like like for me it's just like just cheesy enough without going too far like it's it's like very very nerdy like this is you know definitely nerdy nerdy shit um and it's just you know, probably a little bit too nerdy for the, I'd say the average person, like the average person can probably get into Lord of the Rings as the box office will show. Um, but these movies aren't quite that, like these movies are a little bit nerdier still like this, these are like, you know, for the kids that played magic, the gathering in school, which I was one. Um, yeah. Okay. Everybody's like, silently judging. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We, but, can, we uh, can judge out loud if you like. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. We'll stick to silence. But, um, yeah, tap your mana. The, the, to me, yeah, they're yeah. they're essentially yeah, a little. Mana. See, he knows enough so that he, we <laughs> we can't pretend. Dude, like, we've all played ooh, magic. Yeah, it's just some of us don't talk about it. Tap yeah. that mountain. <laughs> tap that mountain. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, it's that to me. Like, it's just a sh- a little bit uh, nerdier than say the mainstream is generally comfortable with. Um, uh, but not so much so that you're like, oh well. Jesus Christ, like you've gone too far. 
Yeah, I think I think Vin Diesel. Um, I, I actually like him. Like he's got his, you know, his, his acting persona. I think is is very different from the man himself. Oh, he's, he's, he's very he's much like a, into D and D. Like he plays D and D regularly. He's like a gigantic you know, nerdy his, teddy his bear. Cake was it was a D and D themed birth cake. Here's the thing about Vin Diesel. I don't know that we've actually seen what he's legitimately capable of doing on camera because he's not. He's not the kind of guy that's been given or offered roles that are that could possibly lead to an Oscar. You know what I no, mean? Like, no, of course not. So, yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily know. Like, I don't what think he's, he's got, not. But, he's not fishing for that, though. No, I don't think he is. But he's not DiCaprio making making. Please give me an Oscar part eight. You know what? I I think in a lot of ways, this yeah. is one of the things that I really like about Vin Diesel, the person, is that um, he's just a big nerd who's kind of gotten to the right spot, so he can do lots of cool nerdy shit. Like, so Riddick to me is that like. Riddick is essentially like oh, I can do this big gigantic nerdy project that's super fun to do. Why well, wouldn't and, I? And it all started with the Pitch Black movie, which yeah, wasn't just... necessarily like a super nerdy movie. It was kind of scary. Like it was more like a, no. a sci-fi horror genre kind of a thing. Yeah, and, I mean, it was in space, but other than that, like I, I didn't fi- like. Yeah, it wasn't hard sci-fi by any means. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that, and I think that's probably speaking to you know what Vin Diesel can do a little bit because he stole the show. And Pitch Black was not about Riddick, no, like not at all, no. And and this is telling of of Vin Diesel's impact on movies too, because if you look at the Fast and Furious series, the two that he wasn't in, for the most part, I mean, he had a cameo in Tokyo Drift, but like. He wasn't actually like in that movie in either one of those movies, and those movies kind of sucked ass compared to the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. I actually, actually kind of like Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is all right, other than it's, Bow Wow. It's way better than Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Are you guys telling me I have to watch more? I watched the the first two. Is dude, it worth it to watch any of the rest of dude, them? Dude, you should definitely watch the rest of I, them. Actually, starting at like Fast Five, no they, four. The fourth one was four, good. You think the like one was Fast good? and Furious was was actually good because okay. it's the first movie where they brought the original crew back. Yeah. Like, and that movie starts out just like, like legitimately the last action, ones that they've so. done up until obviously the one that Paul Walker died while he was making. Um, those were all really good, and they went they went good places with it. Cool. Yeah, I really think that they did. Yeah, and they brought the Rock into it with Fast yeah. Five in yeah. a good way. Yeah, yeah. like he and, he and he does a great job, of course. Yeah, yeah. Hobbs. He's such a fucking dick in yeah. Fast Five. It's so <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's good. Um, and then the thing about Fast. Fast and Furious 7 is like when you watch it like it kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit because you know he died during during the filming of it and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh but then there's other parts of it that are really shit because he did some of the action scenes but the rest of it they kind of digitized or they they skip over really fast and so some of the fight scenes seem really rushed and like choppy and whatnot because you know like He's not actually there on the other side of it. Yeah. So. Kind of expect some of that too, though, a little bit. But like, honestly, uh, knowing that he died in it and watching going to that movie, like you expect one outcome at the end and that's not what you get. So just for that, that reason alone, like you, it's worth, you should worth probably it. check it out. Sure. There was a rewrite or two just to try and figure out how the fuck to deal with all yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about a, um, back, back a little bit to the topic. What oh, do you yeah, think about Let's a, go back to Rick. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, no that, that's <laughs> that was just my point. Is the ones that Vin Diesel were was in like that? Those no. were the best movies out of those. It, so. it, this is pretty much what we do on the shows: start and then bullshit yeah, for half tangents. an hour about something else. Yeah, um, and I get drunk and 
say random stupid shit that you guys don't know what to talk start, about. Start raping things. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Six or seven times hey. and you get a label. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so what do you think about a TV show? A TV spinoff, rather. Um, so we not, I don't think we're necessarily, necessarily going to see uh, Riddick, uh, um, Vin Diesel, mm. but a TV spinoff. I don't know if I can hold up. Yeah, I don't know either. I think Riddick's the big sell. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to spin off anything about Riddick, it kind of has to have Riddick. Kind of. I mean, that's They just... do have a semi-interesting universe. I mean, unless you're going to bring back the Katie Sackhoff character. <laughs> Put it on HBO and do that kind of a thing. But... All yeah. day long. I'll watch that. Uh, all right. Um, we got anything else? Um. Yeah. Actually, we do. All right. Um. When are you going to edit this? I don't know. Probably this weekend. So uh, it might go up by Monday, you think? Or it's pretty likely. Reasonably okay. likely. So if if you're listening to this by Monday <laughs> or a um, month from now. No, just kidding. Coming up this Tuesday, um, we get some of our favorite shows back. We get the flashback after its mid season hiatus. Um and and in fact Tuesday is what I was really wanting to talk about in general because on the C dub we have the flash followed by a half an hour uh legends of tomorrow like preview special followed by a kevin smith hosted uh justice league special going into the like the the movie franchises that we're we're starting to see these days and on one of the other networks abc we've got a hour-long 75 years of captain america special followed by an extra long premiere of um agent carter for the season uh, which I've only actually watched the first three episodes of the last season, but I'm getting caught up now, um, and it's really good. Yeah. Mm. I don't think we talked about Carter, probably because you hadn't seen it, but yeah. It's... Neither one of us had really been caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. either at that point. So. No. Um, they were still firmly in there, like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this every week sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Carter's really good, though. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, so did I. Um, uh, Haley, Haley Atwell, is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's solid. I really liked, uh, to this is one of the things that they did well with uh, Winter Soldier that I wish they would have done a little bit more with um, Coulson and S.H.I.E.L.D. proper, is include them in the movies in any way, shape, or form. So Yeah. And actually, I like one of the things I like about Carter, and you have this with Coulson as well, because he was in all of the Avengers movies for Phase 1, but uh, Haley Atwell was definitely like like the female lead for the Captain America first Avenger movie. Yeah. And so it's kind of neat to, to take her and put her in a vehicle that's specifically hers. Like with, um, agents of shield, you don't get that necessarily that it's about Coulson. It's not really, it's about the team and each character has their own time in the spotlight, so to speak. But agent Carter is about agent Carter. And yeah. I really like that. You know what else I like? Agent Carter manages to be feminist without holding a fucking sign up. Like Supergirl does. Yep. Doesn't have to have a sign. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not not a big glowing neon that says feminism here. Yeah. You should like girls too for their, you know, qualities and stuff. Girl not, power bitches. Not, not yep. that we haven't just given a million examples of misogyny during this show, but yeah. uh anyway. like a walking example of misogyny. But we we, we basically we, I mean, we support the idea of just not being, you know, gigantic ham-fisted about it. Well, so. here's the thing. I can like looking at a woman's boobs without I hope so cuz I do. With I mean, <laughs> but but without like just because I like her boobs doesn't mean I don't think she should make the same amount of money as a man. 
Uh, like job you know what i mean there's like, like there's biology like i'm biologically programmed to like that shit like there's there's nothing i can do about that um it would be different i guess if i i thought she should you know only be in the kitchen cooking me dinner or something like that yeah um which you know like i i think generally speaking this episode notwithstanding we hold generally feminist progressive ideals but uh i just don't like the i don't like anything like that like where if they get too ham-fisted about any particular you know cause cause yeah, in, yeah. in 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 a narrative then really what that does is the reason I, oh here is is exactly why the reason i don't like it is because it takes me out of the narrative yeah like there's no reason to do that you can make a good thing that furthers your cause that doesn't have to destroy the narrative for me well and and part of the thing with agent carter is like her big struggle is that she is in a position right now in the mid 40s where she's not respected because she's a woman. Because she's a woman, but she's way more badass than any of the dudes that are that yeah. she works with. And 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 but I don't think they're nearly as ham fisted in the whole furthering the feminism cause aspect. No, they, get, she gets treated like shit. Like there's no like, you know what I mean? Like there's not a, a, uh, yeah. a thing saying this is wrong. Like <laughs> there's not. Like it's just the reality of the situation. Like she solves the crime and then has to like do it sub you know covertly and let yeah. let the men come in and actually like do the work yeah you know what i mean quote unquote yeah do yeah the paperwork. It's, it's like there's there's uh there's a way to do it where it's not just sort of where it's integral to the story and it's not like just kind of pasted on there as right. an afterthought like like let's make this one all about feminism and and every single you know metaphor within the story or simile within the story whatever it is um you know, has to kind of point towards feminism. It, it's it, the, for me, it's the, like, we're not going to stop and look directly at the camera and then spew our message at you. Supergirl being a prime example, especially at the beginning of the season, is just being like, why can't I be cool? Cause I'm a woman. Yeah. Like, you know, like seriously, who wrote that? Nobody, nobody anywhere ever has ever said that. Was that like, legitimately a line? Uh, like, did not, you quote that? Not no, that quite, wasn't but quoted, but I mean, it goddamn was it's close. pretty, yeah. Like, okay, like, they say that without saying it. Okay. Uh, they like, they do say exactly. stuff. They do say they stuff. Say I just exactly. didn't actually nail it on the head, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that, that's not the exact quote, but he's not far from the level of stupidity that is in the dialogue there. But that was... <laughs> not sad, I'm not watching that. Well, no, yeah. again, like, to my point <laughs> earlier, though, like, that was our first impression of the show, and it's actually gotten better since then. It's just not quite where it needs to be for me to watch it the night that it's on yeah that's so anyway <laughs> tuesday night there's a lot of shit to watch and if this podcast drops before then check it out yeah like that's your own passive aggressive move that you're not watching supergirl on the night that it comes out you're yeah. just like you're... no it's just it's not passive aggressive even it's just I, one I of those know. things where i'm just like i got other things i'm gonna the watch way, the way you say it seems passive aggressive Oh, also You're just like oh, that movie. That, that's a good show. It's just not good enough for me to watch on the opening night. Or I had never even have called it a good show yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, what I, I do hope is going to be a good show, and this is definitely going to drop before our next podcast. Uh, Legends tomorrow comes out on Thursday. Yeah. So fingers um, crossed. Anybody like, who's not familiar with it, it is um, a bunch of characters from the Flash and Arrow uh, thrown into one show. With um, plus some a, others, with a new character called Rip Hunter, who is a time traveler, yeah. and they are going to travel through time and solve problems. <laughs> Which, when you put it like that, sounds kind of gay. But... <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Like I was just like, it's like many... Johnny Quest in fucking time. <laughs> yeah, 
okay, everybody, that's the show essentially for this week. Uh, that's uh, whatever read twenty five. If you want to see more or hear more from us, you can go on Twitter and like us at whatever show. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatever show. And you can also do the best thing for us, probably, which is go rate us on iTunes. Um, go to iTunes, search for whatever show. We actually exist in the search results, so we're moving up in the world. Yeah. Um, give us oh, give us a rating. Give us some stars. Uh, tell us how we did or didn't do you know, for you. And then we'll tell you to fuck off on the show. And if you emailed us in the last week, there's a possibility that we didn't get it because our uh, hosting service was undergoing some uh, problems on the don't joke side. Probably nobody emailed you. Uh, that's that that could be true. That's yeah. most likely and I'm not, true. I'm not I'm not gonna that's deny most that. Most likely true. But <laughs> shut up. For the millions of fans that tried to email <laughs> us this list, we're ready. If if you do want to get a hold of us, in addition to sending us an email to uh questions at whatever show dot co whatever dot co. Good. There we go. Sorry. It's been a while. At whatever yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. This is not like riding a bike. I said that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should also hit us up on our Facebook page and or Twitter and let us know that you emailed us or whatever, because who knows? Yeah. Just be redundant. Let the chips fall where they may. Email Stock us. us. Stock us. That's fine. We're Please. cool with that. We'd like fans. Especially if you have big boobs. Yeah, this is seeming a little bit desperate, you guys. I'm just I'm just saying. Just also, saying. you can give us money whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tattoo your name on my hey, arms. Hey, uh, that's honesty in advertising. All right. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> this is not the first pitch for money that it's we've the, made, the, sir. The bird of salesmanship. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Reebok has just not gotten our letters yet. Yeah, I'm sure. That's 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 all it is. Wait, you're you're going to Reebok? Like that's that's <laughs> Have you not seen Wayne's low World? Low class. Dude, you gotta go back and listen. Like this is a pretty running okay whatever yeah it's uh, that's, a running joke that's Sorry. the show that's the show for this week everybody we'll see you next week hopefully no, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. do, we're, we're, not we're, after we're, this maybe yeah. alright <laughs> good night everybody good night <laughs>